to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down In Front. Our movie this week is Sunshine and Happiness and ELO Race is guys everywhere. are gonna clear up. Go ahead and pop in your DVD. <laughs> Blow up the bomb on the sun. Or blurry. Press play. Listen. And press pause when the pop ba da ba da 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 bum Like the last big thing at the end of the 20th century. Uh, the searchlight, sorry. Yeah. The searchlight logo goes off. There's no... um fade out thing really so we have to go right off that it goes movie. right into the movie so ba, 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 pause in a second I'll say three, two, one, unpause I'll press play you press play and, and we'll watch the movie together in perfect <laughs> sync wow. whatever I was getting caught up in my fucking uh, and we'll watch the movie in perfect <laughs> yes. sync you know what we're just gonna do it in musical tones to you that's what in practice <laughs> we're <laughs> eventually doing Close and Encounters exactly and it will be like any other commentary yeah. Except, of course, this time with four friends in your head. Those friends this week are myself, as always, T. Christie, my friend Brian William Finifter. Greetings. Michael Dorkman Scott. And Trey the Amazing Stokes. <laughs> it's pronounced trowel. <laughs> <laughs> Sunshine was a movie that I've been, been looking forward to because I love Danny Boyle. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I love space. And it looked like from the trailer he was doing some really cool, almost <gasps> hard sci-fi stuff. Which and, he uh, kind of almost does yeah, do. Yeah, the, the whole first... Two thirds of the movie, I think we'll all agree at this point, uh, is really kind of bitching. It's really cool. It's, had, it's yeah. slowly paced. It's got stunning visuals, a really great aesthetic. It's really stylish. It's good looking stuff. It has Rose Byrne in it, so, you know, naturally. And Killian Murphy ain't no slouch either. But uh, by the end of the movie, it sort of becomes. Um, um, Jason oh. X. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, the, the, my, like Act One, I'm like, <gasps> Act Two, I'm like, yeah. And Act Three, I'm like, huh? Oh. And then uh, I would say that in the last three minutes, it finally regains its footing and kind of becomes kind of pretty co- kind of cool again. I like what they did in the And it ends end. on a sunset. They learned something from the Wachowskis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brian, five. how did you feel about Sunshine? I, I know I've Mis- said Mr. It, Sci-Fi. Yeah. I mean, this is right right up my my alley. Uh, I lo- like you, I love <laughs> it's right the up per- where the sun shines. <laughs> right down my uh, orbital orbital trajectory there. Mm. I love, love, love the first two thirds of this movie when it, when I saw it coming out and I saw the aesthetic behind it and I looked at some of the behind the scenes before it. I was like, this is... This, this is, is exactly one. this is exactly what I want. It here it is, guys. Finally. It's here. It's here. You I, were wrong. <laughs> you, you were off by a year. It was it's Christmas. Um, <laughs> uh, sort of. Um, well, like I like I'm I've said before. I know what I want to see and what I hope to to make someday is I want to see Apollo thirteen about something that hasn't happened yet. And but what I mean by that is I want to see science fiction that is as grounded in our science as we understand it today, with the, all the rules that accompany that. As, as much as possible, like a drama that just happens to be set in space. Like that a, is what like I want to see. A sci-fi say. Apollo thirteen. That's a good way exactly. to put it. Exactly, uh, Apollo thirteen about something that hasn't happened yet. And I saw this movie coming down the pike, and I was like, "This is it. This is going to be the one. This is great." Danny Boyle, good, good man at the project. And first two thirds of it, I was on board. And then, as you already mentioned, it goes off the rails on the third act. Kind of so. goes into the sun. Uh, I was very disappointed, but we'll get am, into. Am all I that. the only one who hears the name Danny Boyle and wants to go, Danny Boyle? <laughs> Oh, Danny Boyle. Yeah, whatever. The sun, the sun is shining. Darkman, did you have that same experience with it? Uh, yeah, to an extent. Um, Danny Boyle had a. Uh, Danny Boyle. W- <laughs> the sun, the sun is shining. <laughs> it's gonna be like Frau Blucher. <laughs> we can't not do it. We've. I'm. Uh, Danny Boyle created. He didn't create it, but it was created around him. A term like the the definitions that we have. Uh, you know, footprint in the snow and stuff like that. A term that um a an, an executive used. Um, when I was pitching a story at one point, and I've never heard it before or since, so I'm pretty sure she created it. But this I was is an like, actual movie this is genius. studio executive. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Um, 
because I was I was pitching a story and it kind of started to veer off, or she thought it was veering off in the in the third act. She's like, "Oh, do you really want to go to the mansion?" And I stopped the pitch. I'm like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> and she she explained it was from um, it was from 28 Days Later because the first two thirds of the movie are a a really cool intense zombie movie. They say, "Oh, it's not zombies, but it's zombies." Um, and then in the last act, the characters and the movie are abducted and they go to this mansion. And they spend the time there, and it becomes this social commentary thing, and blah blah blah, well, like military yeah, leadership and exactly. fascism and something. Until whatever. finally they escape, and in the last five minutes or so, it kind of becomes a zombie movie again. So I was like, "That's amazing!" <laughs> that term, <laughs> like going to the going mansion. To the That's mansion. when a, when a movie just careens off <laughs> towards in, the end, in the third act. And uh, so uh, Danny this, Boyle has a history of this that, movie. Yeah. Totally goes to the mansion. This movie definitely goes to the mansion in the third act, and that was my experience with it uh, as well. And Danny Boyle does have a history with that, and the movie. That <laughs> considering the, the saying comes from one of his yeah, movies. exactly well of course but but um the movies that that doesn't happen in because i know people are probably like whoa what about train spotting and slumdog those were adaptations mm-hmm. um the things he does on his own he seems to have this problem with structure and keeping track of what m- story he's telling and what movie he set up and what movie he has to be paying off yeah. he sort of has act. a Shyamalanian compulsion uh, in a sense he's like oh it has to gotta, do something else yeah it's gotta it's gotta surprise them it's like well it's an unpleasant surprise though uh, yeah. so i mean yeah there's, there's different ways to define the word surprise it'd be really interesting if you went to dinner with danny boyle and had a lovely conversation and a wonderful meal and then dessert came and he punched you in the dick yeah <laughs> basically that's, and that's sunshine in a nutshell <laughs> <laughs> because uh good night everybody yeah um there's really no need yeah, to watch it looking at uh the trailer for this i was pretty excited about it and um it's gorgeous oh yeah and in fact uh, you know we were like we missed it in theaters and it was like we're not watching this until we have a blu-ray player like this is the reason to get a Blu-ray. That was, and that's the fountain. Not a bad. The fountain yeah, way also, to go. That was the other thing. It's still a good-looking movie. I saw this movie coming down the pike, and I was really excited for it before it came out. And I was living in Florida with my roommate Travis at the time. Travis, mm-hmm. who works on Kennedy Space Center, so kind of a space buff too. And we were both like, "This kind is great. Of, this is amazing. Kind. We can't wait to see this." And we couldn't go. It's opening weekend for whatever reason. And so we looked at the next weekend, and it was already gone. Wow. Yeah. Was, bam. It did not God. do well. Well, you know, it lasted about a day. <laughs> the sunset on sunshine. Ha ha. Trains of variety. Wait, wait, you're not uh, <laughs> I was just gonna say it's se- like the first two thirds. It's almost like it's almost like a modern 2001. Very, a sense. very much. Yeah, it yeah. spends a lot of time with the visuals and stuff like that. But but it's you know updated for our time. So so it's. As opposed to 2001, where we're today like, okay, well, whatever. Now we're like... Get on with it. it. Yeah, get on with it. It's the the same thing that would have been to people in the 60s. It's like, holy shit, this is cool. Yeah. And I'm totally fine holding on this shot because it's awesome. You know, so... Um, yeah. Yeah. Trey? It, I wanted to like it so much, and I did like it. I was Does like... Does it hurt your little sci-fi heart? It, uh, you know, it's... I have to... When I first saw this movie, and I, and I haven't seen it in a while, so I'm a little rusty on some of the details, but my overall impression watching this movie the first time was like, oh, I give you I give you A for effort. <laughs> you know, I give you an A for effort for, you know, trying to make something that wasn't a run-of-the-mill science fiction movie. Um, I think where it fails is when it kind of does trip and fall into the, and uh, there's a madman on the loose, and he's all discarded, and he's kind of like a monster, and, and we won't even show him. We'll do this bizarre, twitchy camera effect on top of him as if we didn't even like our makeup job and tried to fuck it around with it in post. I don't know what that decision was all about. But, Isn't he uh, the guy that played Satan in Sun- uh, Constantine? Russian guy? Armageddon guy? No, all made in Taiwan. No, it's not, so. it's not Peter Stormare, but it's it's mm-hmm. another actor like that. But um, but uh, mm-hmm. it's I, I like... 
there's so much about this movie I like and so much that I respect that it attempted to do. And I still respect it because overall it attempted to do something that wasn't what you would expect a studio to make when they make a science fiction film. And, and I do think it, it, it doesn't, re- I wouldn't say it goes so far as to redeem itself in the last five minutes, but I do think it finally gets, remembers what it was in the last five minutes and kind of gets there. Um, but uh, there is uh, an unfortunate uh, third act uh, meander <laughs> where it goes off the rails. It goes to the mansion. Yeah, it goes to the mansion in the third act. But uh, I, th- there's just so much about it I like that on on balance, I give it more of a thumbs up than a thumbs down. Um, cool. Now, but, there's two things I need to say before we get started. One, um, this is a one of our suggestion box on the forums. If you go into the... The forums on downinfront.net and registry, you can actually suggest movies to us, and this is one that a lot of people felt strongly about, so we're doing it mostly for them, but sort of for us, too, because we all felt strongly about it as well. I, I think we're all kind of cut from the same cloth. The people that we attract are all sort of like, fucking do sunshine! <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. pretty, but it's what? Yes. And uh, the other thing is that when I went to buy this, we we, uh, we did two movies today. We did Constantine as well. I don't know when that's coming out, but um, I had to buy this. Uh, I didn't want to rent it because it's, so, it's such a pretty movie. I figured I'd get the Blu-ray. Blurry. Went to Best Buy and got it, and it's next to, because it's so close, SU. Surrogates. <laughs> wow. wow! And I was, I was nicely done. I was very, very close. I, I wow. had them both in my hand. Like, mm. Mm, then I put surrogates back. We're kind of holding off on that one. So, so, so it's fair to say that this movie was being propped up by surrogates. Yes, as as, as they all are, sir. Okay, it leans heavily on surrogates. It does. We are going to have a surrogates party. Yeah, oh. we're going to do it down in front, live with a shit ton of people to like a surrogate. Uh, not really. No, <laughs> no, no. Don't don't plan that. I don't have to watch surrogates before we do that, though, do I? No, because I've already seen surrogates Dude, none of us in should. every other. None movie. of us should, and then we should just call out everything. Anyway, it's just go like to the, the glossary on downinfront.net to find out what we're talking. It's like about. I don't buy books. I just bought the dictionary, and all the other books are in it. <laughs> <laughs> on that note go ahead and get your mouse or remote ready at the point where the fanfare faded to silence uh, and get ready here we go three two one on pause hmm. anyway so now we're going to do this whole thing where um, you think it's the sun it's yet another one of those let's mess with the logo things when did that when did that become popular we noticed it at some uh, point. I, Raiders is the first one I ever noticed yeah, I brought that up but someone was saying it was another one I was just but in the modern age it was started with the matrix wasn't it as far as I recall it was a matrix thing Anyway, um, may not be, but you know. For a second, I didn't realize what was going on because we have headphones on that kind of pipe in the audio from the movie, and I mm-hmm. thought Killian was sit like. Whose microphone do I have to turn up? We're facing extinction. It's mumble core. As we were discussing beforehand, it's a little bit on the nose and asking for trouble to refer to your mission to the sun as the Icarus Project. Okay, someone, someone, give us a history lesson, Icarus. Icarus. The story and the mythology is that the Icarus and his father Daedalus were trapped. In I think in the labyrinth that that yeah. Daedalus, Daedalus was the project in Space Cowboys. Yeah, another yeah. suggestion box movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, Daedalus uh, uh, created wings out of feathers and wax so they could fly out, and they did. And Icarus enjoyed it too much. He flew too close to the sun. The wax melted. He fell and died. Yes. Um. So you know, if I have to explain the symbolism to you, um, <laughs> yeah. come back when you're in fourth grade. Yeah, really. Um, <laughs> See, it's the equivalent of naming it the Titanic. Yeah, exactly. I, here you go, Trey, with your... And then this, this is the Icarus 2, like they didn't learn. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's the name. Trey guys. always talks about this when we're doing ship shots for Ark, where the it's cooler if the ship is lighting itself, like yeah. an oil rig. It's so big that you can't light it. It just has a bunch of little bitty lights on it. Big lights, but, but it's so big that they seem small. Mythologically uh, speaking, we had a myth- better suggestion. Yes, we were talking about this beforehand. Mythologically speaking, a better suggestion might be, if you want to go for the Greek, uh, to call it Prometheus... 
because Prometheus, of course, is the titan from Greek mythology that gave mankind fire in the first place. Stole it from the gods. And yeah. gave it. Stole which, it from the gods, gave yeah. it to mankind, and then was punished by the gods for doing yeah, so. Which would, you know, which that would, would make be all the more sense. apropos. That would work perfectly for, yeah, yeah. for this one, instead yeah. of Icarus 2, if this was Prometheus. And it has that double instead. meaning where you could buy that actual human beings would name it, yeah. Yeah. thinking the, about that symbol. That they yeah. were skipping the second half of the myth, yeah. which turns yeah. out to be just as true. Shit, that's good stuff, man. I was going to make a joke about Prometheus and Bob. Well played. Remember that shit? Yes, I love Prometheus and Bob. You too. No, I've it's my no favorite. No, I named my cats Prometheus about. and Bob. It'll be in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I can't wait to read the show you notes to find out look. what the hell like you just Dark Man takes about. a drink and then he looks at Trey like it'll be in the show notes. He takes <laughs> another drink. Yeah, <laughs> take a drink. It'll be in the show notes by the now, time. Now, where you have wake I seen up. this guy before? He looks familiar. He is. He's It'll be in the show notes. Matt is furiously IMDb. He has been in something recently that I I know I've seen him in. I just can't think of what it is. Two percent. His name is Cliff Curtis. Matt is showing me. He certainly doesn't look like his name should be Cliff Curtis. He was in something just recently that I saw, and I just... It, he was in 10,000 BC. No. <laughs> something that I saw. <laughs> he was in Collateral Damage. He was in The Majestic. What was, was his in, most recent thing? Oh, he was in Blow. He played Pablo Escobar in Blow. That might be where I know him from. Live Free or Die Hard, Three Kings, Training oh, Day. Oh, Live Free or Die Hard. Training Day. Training Day is what I just saw him in. Boy, he, he plays a, a... He's got a mustache, and he's covered with tats in Training Day. That's why I didn't recognize him, but that's yeah, that's definitely him. He's great in Training Day. I love this. Now, does this uphold with uh, what you'd expect to find in a... Uh, imagine that this makes sense, and there's, they're designing a ship for this voyage. Does all of this internally make sense? I'm not sure why you'd have a room that can do yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, let's have a room well, where no. you can hey, look at the sun. Well, they have a I, whole room for observing beauty just to calm you I down. Guess I guess true. that makes sense. I mean, if you could, if you could that put makes a huge, sense. if you could put a huge indie filter on the sun, it would be gloriously beautiful. Yes, it would look well, like that, that is what this room is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they just have that there and for it, peace of mind. It well it does make sense in the context of the story because, they, and they never really say it, but the the sun has been dying for essentially their entire lifetime, so they've never seen the sun at that kind of intensity or the intensity that we know it at. Mm-hmm. So it's this really mystical experience for them. Now this is the same Brian that said that it didn't make any sense to put actual design into this fucking enterprise because it didn't make sense. Not, no, that was not my point at all. <laughs> anyway. Again, let's not even let's go, not go there. Again, register in the forum. I'm still I'm still cleaning the blood off my clothing, you guys. <laughs> let's not get into that. I wasn't even yet. here for that commentary. <laughs> that was a rough one. Star Trek, forums, you know what to do. Hey, they misspelled but, flotation tank. Um, well, this was subtitled in Taiwan. Yeah, really. What if, the hell? If you want to justify that room, it, you can very easily because there's actually a room on the International Space Station that they just put up called just the Cupola. Ob- it's just an extra little node with windows covering the, all the, oh, the different nice, ports. That's cool. And it literally is. For, it's. I mean, it's for observation. I wish you had brought that up to Brian on Star Trek. Just kidding. Oh, you mean Ryan? Stop it. No, I meant Brian. Oh, I see. Uh, anyway, so they actually anyway. have an observatory room on the ISS. Yeah. So this does make sense. Cool. That's kind of cool. Is it all just a glass room or something? It's it's a node. It's like on the Grand Canyon. It's basically. I would just I, if that were there, I would just like plaster yeah. myself up against the glass yeah. wall and be like, I'm in space. It's a, it's, a, it's a glass wall. There's nothing in it but sledgehammers and BB guns. <laughs> <laughs> it's just real a recreation room and a hammer in a glass case exactly, by itself. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's wow. a it's like a connector. In case node. you go insane. So at each like imagine like a, a Tinker Toy connector piece, mm-hmm. and now, so at each uh, sure. connector point, there's a window. Now this actually, I can I guess I can find a, a folly in this where the table's glowing because it makes the coolest lighting. I can't think of a good reason for the table to glow. <laughs> it would be so annoying unless it's a screen or something like that. Yeah, there's the t- doubles as it a giant multi-touch table. Don't they use it? Maybe not this table specifically, but some table later on in substantially the same way. 
Let's go ahead and just call out Rose Byrne's glory because she is not wearing any makeup and she's still really beautiful. Now, when now she has tell makeup me why on, we like cool. Rose Byrne from something she was in. I'm uh, well, no, she's been in a bunch of random stuff that wasn't very good, but I know her from a really very, very obscure independent film called uh, The Rage in Placid Lake, which is usually wow. on Netflix streaming. And it's uh, it stars Ben Lee, who's a singer, as this guy, and she's his girlfriend. And it's really one. It's this sounds very, like an improv game or something. <laughs> no, like no, you're no, just really making what? this up no, as no. you go. It's uh, The Rage in Placid Lake. I I. Definitely recommend it, but you may never see it in a blockbuster. Go yeah. to Netflix. Certainly That's because not. all your local blockbuster shut down more than likely. <laughs> well, yeah, it's also a. Uh, it was like a two hundred thousand dollar film in Australia, so okay. <laughs> it's about as far departed from the studio system as possible. Well, this is overall this is a good cast. Although Rose Byrne is one of those names that I've heard, but I have no idea why. She's in Damages now with Glenn Close. She okay. was in, Who uh, gives a shit? She uh, isn't she the one that's responsible for breaking up Robert Rodriguez's family? No, no, no. no that's, 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 that's Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan. Sorry. I made a, a, a weird off-the-wall and kind of insane-sounding reference in The Thing to grow to g- creating oxygen. I was thinking of this movie and not The Thing oh, <laughs> when I made happened. the gag about marijuana now, Mike, making oxygen, just, making just so everyone knows. Now, we should, we should mention <laughs> that back. Th- this movie... This movie Clearly, there is the one piece of magic that they've already explained, and they're never good at you. Know, we, that we're excusing, and that is they've got this bomb that's going to restart the sun. Okay, we just have to give them that one and move on. Yeah, um, and I'm willing to do that. Uh, it's it's that's as not, am I. That's not the problem with the movie. The movie goes wrong in another way. <laughs> Does it make sense to have a uh, little greenery? To make oxygen. Well, that's what would I was that asking. Make, is, that make my que- that's my question: is 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 does that small amount of of greenery um, is that enough to really m- give you enough? I have, I have, there's well, maybe, two issues. It I probably have with, helps. There's a main thing. Helps. Yeah, there's well, a main I, thing I, with the oxygen. Maybe that's how they yeah keep I'll, from just burning. I bet it. you they had a bunch of oxygen and they've been running that the whole time to just collect more as they went. Yeah, but and, 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 and then when they run out of oxygen, well, it, so it's, they it's, have it's basically a CO2 using it up. I can, you know, I can, I can, I can, yeah. And also, obviously, it just makes sense to keep you from going insane. You know, I have some produce. Oh, pretty trees, which is marijuana. But this movie does, as I recall, does you know have you know the whole third act hinges on the well now we don't have any oxygen right. Um, yeah. idea and I have one gigantic uh, argument with that uh, the way the movie ends where it doesn't make any sense to me at all what they do but uh, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it but uh, it does Trey, that looked like the arc trailer it really did but other than that uh, I have to say that um, all of the the set design and the ship design and the concept of the Love way the it. ship is built Love is all of it. sexy as all get out and I totally uh, buy all of it and you know I, we just I just uh, watched this maybe a couple weeks ago when this kind of came up and like we're going to do this soon and I, I it reinforced how much I love the first two thirds. Yeah, this movie, and this movie so gets your hopes up. Like, oh, they're gonna me. go all the way. It's gonna work they're out. They're gonna get to the end of this, and this is gonna be a masterpiece. I'm gonna be. This is gonna be my favorite movie. Well, we're, we're gonna get there, and I look forward to this conversation later. But I do want to know how this should have ended, according to well, I, I guess our consensus. Well, the, the problem is at the same time that I don't care for the ending. I can understand where the ending comes from because it's kind of like, well, what the hell do we do with the third act? You know, what the hell happens? Well, Danny know? Boyle's happy with sad endings. I, I think yeah, well, it, no, it could have been a failure. The, but the third act, is, the ending, the third act, third act, act. is 40 minutes long. Yeah. It's like, what are we going to do to keep have some jeopardy for the last 40 minutes of the movie until they hit the sun? And uh, you know the answer they came up with was you know they I you know I see where they monster were, loose I see where they were going with it I see thematically what they were trying to do. There's an it, interesting difficulty in like space mission movies. It almost seems like they, they're in. Yeah, keeping they, it going because Mission to Mars had the same kind of weird problems where it's like I don't know something goes wrong and then something yeah. else goes wrong and then they're this, aliens. You know uh, what's yeah. funny? Done. This movie is kind of like if you followed the the evil burnt up guy in the other ship, it's kind of like the adaptation of like Major Tom. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just like he just goes crazy and starts doing shit farther away he gets. Well, and that's no. It, you know, it's that's, it's true that's though. Why isn't Michelle it? Yao in this scene? Yeah, really. Well, there's a fight scene and Michelle Yao's not in it. <laughs> Is she from something that I should know about? Crouching Tiger. Never among heard of, other never, never heard of it. Among Mich- among other Michelle things, she's Mal- in Crouching Tiger because she was in a bunch of yeah, other Michelle things. Wing Yao Chun and the, then the reigning queen of yeah. Hong Kong martial arts movies. Yeah, I think that was the funniest thing Steve Martin has said since Bowfinger at the Oscars when Crouching Tiger was a thing. Where he's like, "I was watching, I didn't see any tigers or dragons," <laughs> and then I realized, "Oh, they're all crouching and hidden." So this this. Biscuit face gal is the rose burn that we like. <laughs> oh, she she's a very lovely person. Rage and placid like the kind you sure that she has mother. a <laughs> whoa. I'm sure she has a wonderful personality. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Matt is showing us a shot of a a chick whose face I can't make out, but that's because she's wearing underwear. So who cares what her face <laughs> looks like? Presumably rose. Presumably rose it's rose. Burn. Either that or he's now this guy. A this guy. Chris Evans. I, I don't like him. I, the, I get it. He's kind of charming. It's the torch. It's the human. Yeah, torch. I, know, I, know, yes. I know. I just. Uh, I like him, but he's doing drama here, so yeah, I like he's him not a lot. very good for this. No, I think he's great. I think he's a lot better in this than he is in. Uh, well, uh, Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Yeah. Four. He, well, okay, that's a great metric for measuring a performance. Well, <laughs> he's better in this <laughs> than he was in Fantastic Four. Yeah. If, if we're talking about a spectrum, these are definitely two of the extreme ends. Well, yeah. but he is. Well, I mean, this. You look at this role. We talk about this a little bit in uh, in Avatar, but. You look at a role and you go, who else could have been in this? And I mentioned Ed Harris might have been an interesting choice for the chief. But in this case, you could cast almost anyone as that guy. And now I'm just going off like on a fucking rail. It's like, well, you could cast almost literally anyone. Let's try narrowing it down. I think it'd be fun to see Jason Lee play that role. I don't know. I think Jason Lee has some drama props. I, I think, think you're only saying going, that because he looks like Jason Lee in this well, scene. Well, with the beard, he has the almost famous kind of thing going <laughs> yeah. on. But I, I think, I, you could, but I mean, you could cast anyone. I think what they're going for in this particular character is the more traditional image of what we have when we think of astronauts. Because Danny Boyle was definitely going for an international crew, and you see that in the, the other people that got cast. I think but this they're all guy, beautiful. I think this guy is representing the uh, the right stuff kind of the image of astronauts, of astronauts. Yeah. The military... Okay. Who at one point, not anymore, not by the time the movie starts, but at one point was the crew cut. Uh, I think that's ki- I think that's more Killian. I see him as more of an astronaut than this guy. This guy just seems like a prick. What? No. <laughs> you know, no. I, actually, I, I, no. I didn't get that at all. I, what I, one of the things I like about Killian. I, lo- I love this moment. By yeah, the way, one of the things that's the dynamic here, I think, is going to underscore probably again. I haven't seen the movie in a while, but I think this dynamic is the problem. One of the things that I like about this movie is that it's established like, well, you know, look, we're we're we've already. F- this mission's already failed once. You know, we already built one ship the size of Manhattan and something went wrong. This is literally mankind's last shot at survival. Um, and the fact that Killian is, for whatever, you know, cheesy piece of magic reason, the guy who has to arm the bomb when they get there. And the fact that no one likes him as a person. He's a douche. But everyone is willing to give their lives for him just because he's the payload they have to deliver to the sun. And, and that's going to be the, the dynamic with, uh, with Evans at the that's end. That's our there. bad guy. That's the burnt up guy. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, I never noticed that before. Evans is Evans is you know Evans is going to like hate him to the last minute and then sacrifice his life for him because he has to, um, and it's just like you better earn this, you son of a bitch. And I like I like that dynamic that our main character is now again not particularly likable. Well, they're not they're not really doing it for him. They're doing they're it totally for not humanity. doing it for him. And they're in yeah. this position where the guy that they they would willingly let die, yeah. they can't. <laughs> they have to keep him alive. Brian, yeah, would your argument uh, based on your prior Apollo thirteen comment be that? You can find enough drama in simply trying to complete the mission without bringing in a boogeyman. Yes, yeah, that'd if be you, my argument too. If, if you uh, can, you yeah, see a way. I that mean, that's a, that's a story argument, but that's a, what I mean by the Apollo thirteen comment. 
Well, if you have to bring in a boogeyman, it should be like they're they're making real clear points that that this shit drives you insane. Okay, fair enough. But why's it got to be a guy from the other ship? Someone yeah. on this ship could go fucking yeah. nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Set it up so you... one of these people are on the edge because yeah. clearly yeah. they all are. And it's even scarier. Because Push one of them over. Well, it's certainly good. scary that you don't know who this person is that's on your ship. Like it's well, in fire, it's like in Firefly. Where it's like how did she get here? We're in space. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, it's, that's it's more that's, scary. That's, if that's you know the them. issue. Is I think that's. Whether or not it worked, that's I can clearly that's the justification of what they're trying to do is is it's ten little Indians uh, basically yeah. is what they're doing is is well it must be one of us because there can't be anybody else here right and the MacGuffin is actually you picked up someone you just didn't know you did uh-huh. yeah. um, that's that again that's what yeah, they yeah, tried yeah. to sure, do sure. right 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 although I'm not it, saying it worked but, but it's that's sort of what plays, they were going for it plays into our down and front thing where make the villain someone you understand what if it's someone that's been getting incrementally more sane and crazy at the same time the right. whole way through yeah. so by the time they're where they are they've already figured out everything you could possibly say to well, them and there's, it's just like this cold realization that I can't talk you well down exactly from this. it's it, Oh, I know you exactly. Not one in. of the people who's cracking, but like the captain or something, who's a meditative guy, who's just so he goes through the same thing that that Hugh Jackman goes through on the fountain. He's like, no, no, we all have to die, and it's like he's had this realization, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, no, it's it's a beautiful thing. This I mean, death I mean, thing. I mean, like, oh sort, of, that's sort of what the other guy. I'm does. even I, I'm, I'm even okay with the the justification of the bad guy for his motivation, with his motivation of of no humanity deserves to go I'll out. They Brian don't need to survive. This. I you you saw me put my hand up. Yes, right I here. Absolutely adore this this little sequence here. Yeah. Uh, these it's sequences. Amazing. There was a uh, there was a TED talk with a guy and a. Uh, astrophysicist or something and he was showing he was showing some clips because he was it was what he was talking about and then after he talked about it he's like that's actually from the movie sunshine it's not the satellite feed or anything (laughs) but it's totally accurate to what i was just saying that's yeah that's awesome they now they did have uh astrophysicist a scientist as on as an advisor that guided them through the whole story and the whole production and he they did to their credit go to him and say okay we need the sun to die and for them to kind of fix it what theoretically could make that happen and he came up with some bullshit q particle thing that well this is basically the core in space yes in a is. lot of ways. Yeah, yeah but but certainly done better than that but certainly yeah. done better than that and by the way when i first heard the premise of this movie in one sentence the sun is dying we yeah. have to go like, oh, ignite a bomb to restart it i was like oh god the core too yeah. yeah but to its credit it's at least better than that yeah it's amazing how it overcomes that to to be you know yeah partly really because, awesome. because they don't spend enough that's not really what it's about yeah, they don't spend sure. any time yeah. worrying about the the justification of the magic beans. Well, let they me go, ask you. It's by there, the way, and let's move on with the and, story. And what I, and, you know, Brian, you may you may disagree, but but it's like okay, well, if that's the premise, their ship makes perfect sense to me. You yeah, know, that yeah, it's yeah. Like, I don't know how they built that thing, but that's what you'd have to take to the sun. Is you'd have to bring a giant yeah, umbrella. Agreed. That you know would take the sun longer to burn through than it will take you to get there, and you just you know hide behind it the whole way. Real quick, oh. that, that Icarus uh, one distress call is Matt Fadevita's ringtone. Nerd. Secondly, wow. um, I want to go into this a little bit because we keep talking about how great it is. I want to ask you guys, um, why why do you so love the first two acts of this? Does it feel like it's doing something really right? What What is it doing right? It, it feels like this is... It feels to me like Danny Boyle had this... this Danny Boyle! Ent- Danny Boyle! It's when the this, sun is shining. Oh, it's so amazing, that image right there. Uh, had this intention of... I thought of, you meant the little song. I'm like, don't yeah. encourage them. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, the visual of them go going on. to the dark side of Mercury. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, is, the Blu-ray is paying off. Yes, it is. No doubt. Uh, I feel like uh, Danny Boyle's intention was very similar to what I want to see and what I want to make is Apollo 13, a straight drama that happens to be set in space that hasn't happened yet. And I feel okay, like that was sure. his intention. 
And then it clearly wasn't for for whatever reason. Well, I feel like it still was. He didn't know what to do in the third. I feel act like in the all. third act, he either chickened out or didn't know what to we do. Got forty minutes to fill, and shit. it was like, oh uh, shit, uh, it's got to be two and a half hours long or however long it is. Uh, well, monster, and he just kind of fell back onto uh, more traditional uh, movie tropes as opposed to really taking the time, space story. really taking the time to think about okay, what else can happen. At this in this drama that happens to be set in space on the spaceship, right? As opposed to, yeah, as opposed to using the the situation and and taking it to its logical conclusion and right. say this goes wrong, that would lead to this and this and this and uh, right. and almost being like a a thought experiment, right? In a way, it's just like uh, there's a guy and he got really stabby in space. <laughs> because bear in mind, so. the end of this movie is them flying the bomb ship into the sun. Mm-hmm. There's your perfect Armageddon ending. What what do you fill 40 minutes with if it's not, uh, need a plot, real quick, what do you got? Uh, fucking dude. He's all burnt because sun. Well, like, I think well, someone, I was, someone I would else say what they said. I feel like they've got the right I would, I would say I what like we've already talked about. The ending should be. We have to sacrifice ourselves. Well, yes, of course. That's of perfect. Course. That's, yeah. It's, it's well, easy, but it's but, there. But if you cut, if just from what you're saying, if you cut out the burn dude stabs everyone in the face point like <laughs> the movie 60 what's minutes been, long the movie 60 minutes long but what's been affected what have you really lost in terms of that arc it's kind of nothing you just and need to find a way to to keep it going from what you've been doing for the first hour hour and a half and then and then if you change that if you slice out the bernie man <laughs> and replace him with one of these guys who you've seen go insane for whatever reason and you set yeah. that up that's, it's you know, the same. That's still, like this that guy still seems on, tacked on to me, though, on now the, I think about it. Not the captain, not Kaneda, but the other Asian guy, like the engineer, who screws up later in the movie. and like, kills himself, yeah. Kaneda, kills himself as a result. Kaneda, by the way, is uh, plays pretty much the same role this season on Lost, does he not? That's, yes, That's who that guy is. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, I, 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 guess my other, I guess the extension of my questioning would be, is there some like studio-mandated reason that this movie couldn't be 70 minutes? But, can, it, can it not be a serious movie if it's not two just, hours no, long? No, you just... Uh, people... people it's studio logic, whether there's logic to it, that uh, movies should be at know, least ninety minutes. At least long. 90. ninety, yeah. I mean, once in a while, a movie will squeak through at eighty minutes, but very rarely and often, it's a children's movie um, where the, the logic makes a little more sense. Um, but uh, or either that, or it's a movie that's really, really bad, and they literally trim out <laughs> all that's left is like seventy minutes worth of movie. Um, that does happen. That would be uh, Dragon Ball Evolution. There you go. <laughs> For okay. those of you with Yeah, Netflix. that's the one I was thinking of. Actually. <laughs> that one's like 76 minutes long or something. Well, again, I just y'all... every second is awful. As oh. I said, I, I understand. I can see the, the, the structure underneath of why all those choices were made. It's like, well, okay, if one of the crew goes crazy, then you're faced with the, the argument of it's like, well, then we will know who it is. And all you have to do is like not let that guy stab you, and that's fine. Um, then, well, that's why you you give it the red herring, like we well, were. Talking and that's what about. I'm saying is like, and yeah. so you know what? Here's a cool idea, and it's a cool idea. It's a guy from the other spaceship that we didn't realize was still alive, and we didn't know he snuck on board our right. ship. Cool idea. That's awesome. Um, that's all good. And then it's like a ten and they also try and play like a supernatural card. I mean, this movie yeah. like likes tries to say, you know, tries to say, you know, there's a, some presence, there's a there's a thing. And actually, as a guy who always hates the supernatural cop out, I might have liked that better than what they uh-huh. ultimately did. But um, or, or if aliens, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the, but like the, but again, alien. it's like I understand all the logic, and the logic makes perfect sense to me. It just it, uh, for whatever it didn't work. Well, they, okay. they tried that. Well, was, it, it seems like the la- it, it seems work. like the third act is like shoehorning in alien. Yeah. What I what I'm what I think the red herring could be is like what we were talking about 
there's there's a guy who's been clearly going crazy the whole time, but it turns out it's actually the guy who's the most chill on the ship, who's actually <laughs> gone the most insane and has decided to kill everyone yep. for their own good. <laughs> but then has whatever it is, some kind of reasonable point behind yeah. it. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's this. Maybe uh, the crew is trying to figure out a way to deliver the bomb. This is very clearly 2001, uh, uh, you know, the stuff in with, his eye and stuff like that. With sexy graphics. It's meant to be an homage. Extra sexy maybe, graphics. Maybe it's this. Maybe the crew is, you know, shit happens, and they're trying to figure out how they can deploy the payload and still make it back to Earth alive. <clears throat> and maybe one character in, like, Canada or whoever is like, no, we're going to have, this is going to be a self-sacrifice thing. We have to, we're going to have to kill ourselves to do this. And all the other characters are like, no. We totally don't. No. We well, totally do yeah, not. See, I, I think the movie right from the get-go precludes that being an option. In fact, what, that's one of the things I love about this movie is when they realize they're not going to make it back, they don't even spend a moment agonizing about it. It's a given. The whole third act, they know they are doomed and they never even talk about and it. I, and I and like that's that what too. I love about the movie. So the idea that the, these people went on this mission and are surprised that it might be a suicide mission, I think that would have been just as unworthy. I don't know. I'm just throwing out alternative ideas. Other than it being a monster movie in the third act. Surprisingly, I'm the most reminded of an episode of the Nickelodeon cartoon Angry Beavers, where they send the... Okay. That is surprising. Okay. They send the you, titular, you have 30 seconds where they send <laughs> to the justify that one. Ang- Angry Beavers up to make a metal dam uh, in space to block out extra UV rays or some bullshit. Uh, and they, I was going to say, they, this they commentary keep, already went to the mansion. They, My God. They, they keep, <laughs> wow. And the movie hasn't the, even gotten there yet. Pushing well, it towards well the sun. And there's this movement. It's kind of always funny when you look at a, a children's entertainment and you, and you see a moment of abject horror where <laughs> they realize, the, the beavers realize we're not coming home and they have to reconcile with that in an Angry Beavers episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Dude, yeah, there's, there's some serious stuff that goes on in cartoons where you're like, I watched this? I know, right? right I never exactly. even noticed. The Great Little Toaster is the most fucked up movie I've ever seen. I know, exactly. <laughs> you watch these old cartoons and you're like, wow, this is straight up nihilism, this fucking <laughs> Disney cartoon. You know? You're like, what is happening? There's a... Uh, uh, there's there's an, Danny Boyle. That's Danny Boyle. Hello. Dude. There's an episode of Alf where a Malmachian cockroach gets loose <laughs> wow. in, in their house. and it, the, the Angry co- Beaver's an Alf? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm going there. How'd you go that much farther? Angry Beaver's an Alf. Uh, hey, he's actually based in space, at least. Come on. <laughs> yeah. The cockroach like goes grows to some you know human size or larger than that or something like that. And it's one of the most horrifying horror films I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> well, as, as uh, was recently pointed out in an uh, issue of Cracked Online magazine that uh, Alf... Uh, the ending of the Alf series yeah, is he, yeah. he's he's abducted by the government he's officials captured. whose plan whose plan is to well it's that he's not on camera dissected him and but it's set up in the the in whole the pilot premise, the pilot yeah. sets up that when they catch him they want to dismember him and study him and autopsy him so presumably that's what happened to him yeah they did do a movie to try and explain that later but yeah I don't want to get off on a tangent but we've got like three hours of sunshine to do mm-hmm. um, do you think that the problem with co- a lot of people cite the problem with modern children's programming is that it's not oh my god horror- <laughs> oh wow <laughs> anyway hey okay well, go well, ahead one of these well, characters is named Trey just the, the subtitles just taught me that not as bad as that one fucking I sent you an IM link to the trailer of some show that Nick Cannon was in he's like Officer Trey Stokes the third oh just well like, that's fr- the, the freshman fucking sure. the, the sophomore or whatever that's called I'm I knew glad, about that I'm glad yeah. you memorized that shit well yeah because well, it was a trailer that came out and everyone said there's a character named Trey Stokes the um do you think everyone says the problem with we used to get fucked up and they don't do that anymore? Do you think that's really? Do you think it's inherent to a good story that it's that dark? Because you don't see the darkness, but it's like a correlation. I don't think it's a causation. 
Like, yeah, it, I, like I, even Doug had its really weird sort of fucking. Oh man, I, I think. Let's it, not, and let's not even get into the old Ren and Stimpy. Like the oh. new Ren and Stimpy oh, yeah. is wrong. Like I watch it and it makes me want to curl up and cry. Like mm. it's terrible. It's not even. It's not funny twisted. It's just like these people should be locked up. But like if this was what that cartoon was like in, back in the day, I would understand people protesting. <laughs> it's Eric, but um, I, th- I think to answer your question, uh, Teague, I think. Good, really good stories and really good art get at some fundamental aspect of the human experience and fundamentally the human experience is dark and fucked up and nihilistic so yes i do to have i mean i mean it's always been there you know in in disney movies fucking yeah. one of the parents always dies yeah even the incredibles uh, as recent as the incredibles the the you know what not really the MacGuffin, but what the inciting incident is an attempted suicide yeah that yeah. you know and it's like uh, just watching that, I was like, "That really just happened <laughs> wow. in there," and they make anyway. a joke out of it later. So the darkness yeah. is, is is ever present. Well, it, now yes. and and the <laughs> good summation of <laughs> some other conversation. Um, the <laughs> but we'll we'll leave it at that. Speaking um, of segues, <laughs> speak yes, silly <laughs> rabbi. Um, but here, like here for a moment, for example, um, here's a thing where it's like, wow, and where. Brian, you know, back me up. Everybody back me up or not. But uh, I'm like, okay, that was awesome. They didn't, like, invent some bullshit. Like, the thermo thruster didn't recumulate. Yeah. Yeah, a, 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 a guy fucking screwed up. Is and he what just happened. says, I fucked up. And he makes a perfectly, you know, it's, even though I don't, you know, I'm not a space navigator. It's like, yeah, I can see how that might have happened. And it makes perfect sense. And this, you know, talk about a motivation. This guy is now carrying the burden. Like, dude, you just might have just killed humanity. Yeah, you might we are just, it. Yeah, and we are it. So is Earth. Yeah, that's yes, it. Yeah, so you know, there's there's a reason for you know a lot of people to have a lot of feelings right now. You know, and that's and that's great. You know, this is where the, you're going. This movie, by God, they're gonna do it. They're gonna do it. Yeah. this movie's gonna freaking do this. If he's they're if he's do the, it right. If he's the only guy who can who can, uh, uh, you know, set the bomb or whatever, and that's why he's there. Then why is he sending him out to fix the shield? Like, yes. wouldn't he be the one guy who he's yeah. like, "No, I'm going to lock yes. you in your bedroom and handcuff you to your yeah. bed if you even talk about going out We're there." Gonna, yes, we're going to put you in the first freezer. of all. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. First of all, he wouldn't himself go. The commander would not go out. Yeah. I, wait, the, the whole like Captain Kirk always beams down with the away yeah, mission. It doesn't work. Fine like for that. Star Trek, but yeah. in real life, not going to happen. Speaking yeah. of fucking, the up. admiral does not go ashore to meet the natives. <laughs> yes. Speaking of fucking up, I'm thinking about potential endings. Has there ever been a movie? That predicated its ending on the end of humanity. Like, there's been a lot of post-apocalyptic movies where it's like it's 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 a, it's a thing. Well, no, but like it, the ending of the yes. movie is they fuck up and humanity dies. Oh, sure. oh the, I, that's how it ends. Yeah, or that's the, what the, the end of the movie is beneath the planet of the apes. Spoiler. Well, no, but that's like, <laughs> but that 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 encourages a a, a culture beyond humanity. Like, isn't uh, no, isn't like the whole world, everyone dies in the end of beneath the planet of the apes. Not the apes. Yeah, the isn't, planet blows up. Everyone dies. Oh, okay. Isn't Deep Impact a little bit that way? Deep Impact. Uh, well, no, but humanity. No, but what, we, we, we lose a couple billion. The but, water washes down. But we don't. Uh, we lose. Don't don't all get wiped out. It could be interesting if they if his one fuck up, he doesn't kill himself in ten minutes, which he does. His one fuck up literally fucks up the mission, and the end of Sunshine is. We missed the sun. We can't place the bomb that way. Well, we but have... that now the movie's 30 minutes long. <laughs> well, no, but we get to the end, and it just doesn't work. Well, but see, no, that's, that's, that would be the worst dramatic instruction of all time. And <laughs> William Goldman will come here personally and bitch slap you for writing that movie. It's like, you're telling me that the movie, the inciting incident has happened, and nothing will change for the next 60 minutes until it just happens. So well, what this, is the next 60 minutes about? We'll, we'll put this thing at the end, not now. But I'm, I'm just thinking in terms of what oh, you so could do the, with this. Where if, if the last, I mean, this is... Oh, so you're literally saying it should be Phantom Menace. This is literally and figuratively. Yeah, basically, <laughs> he's, he's saying this is, this is uh, uh, Star Wars where Luke misses. 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, more or less. <laughs> Which I'm just. Hey, if Star Wars ended that way, that'd be pretty ballsy. Yeah. Like I said, <laughs> very ballsy well, and not well, and well, not very popular. Well, and we'd ne- wouldn't be talking about that movie thirty years later. For the next twenty seconds, let's talk it out. What happens if the movie just they 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 put that at the end, they miss, and the end of the movie is we fucked up. Cold realization that well, humanity's gone. As I as I've said uh, in uh, or a movie that at least that was, embraces that you know from, what? The, from the outset. You know right? what did that what, while we're going down yeah, this rabbit hole repeatedly? Uh, the the series Dinosaurs. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Did the, exactly. That. The fucking yeah. extinction happened. Yes. I remember distinctly. Wow. Way, watch- to, way to tie in two tangents. There you go. You're welcome. Because that also was covered in that same cracked article. Cracked article. And I distinctly remember my mom and I would used to watch that show together when it was on. And she had to go somewhere, like some meeting or something, that particular uh-huh. night. And there was no. Oh my god! And you were left alone, and that was the show you watched. And it was literally like I think oh I was god. even watching it in her room with that like night the... for whatever reason. And like there was no warning that this was the last episode. Yeah. So she came home with at the, the ever-present darkness. <laughs> you were left alone. How was dinosaurs, honey? <laughs> it's like so. How was the show? It changed like, my world. They all died. <laughs> it, was, it was. I vividly remember yeah. that experience. It's seriously. I do too. Because I'm like even thinking about it. I'm like it makes my heart hurt. Yeah. Because yeah. I loved that series. It, as did yeah. I. And it was exactly that sentiment. It was like, yeah. no, we screwed up, and there's yeah. no way to fix it. We need yeah. to just step it's aside over. for a second to just talk about how fucking sexy this sequence is. This <laughs> yes. is yes. This is one of the finest zero gravity sequences i i can think of and it makes it and again it's like obviously we can quibble about a, a little who's the dp detail. on this um, uh, let me i'll look uh, some good guy asc <laughs> but uh awesome mcdude's team yeah, exactly <laughs> Wait a second. dorkman tripped his ipad and the background of his ipad says don't panic do you have a hitchhiker's guide right there sir well, of course yeah, i do it's absolutely the hitch- what the fuck am i gonna <laughs> buy this thing for people, <laughs> people have said that guide. the ipad is is really just we finally invented the hitchhiker's guide um so the the uh, whatever the hell the point was that we were talking about there um the I, was, I like the idea that this spacesuits you know they have this weird look to them but it makes sense you know it makes it would sense be covered with highly reflective material just yeah. buy buy you those seconds in case you get exposed to the sun and it's like yeah you might look at those and at first go well that's not what spacesuits look like and it's, be- yeah. and it's because well, yeah. we've never designed <laughs> because, spacesuits yeah. for this purpose we don't normally go to the sun yes exactly and and I like this movie because not once do they make the joke about we should have gone at night. <laughs> oh my god I almost just convulsively punched myself in the face <laughs> when you said that <laughs> it's a funny joke not really they did a thing on I think it was one of the science shows maybe Mythbusters where they were basically um, demonstrating the heat of the surface of Venus not Mercury not the sun but Venus and it's Venus has an extra greenhouse effect super extra greenhouse effect yeah. and it's 900 degrees at the surface and he said just to demonstrate I'm going to take this regular digital camera and put it in 900 degrees right in front of your face and he slides this camera into this superheater and the camera instantly catches fire yeah. like there's, there's not a moment where it starts melting it's just like yeah. and it's gone 900 degrees is hot enough to melt lead they put down yeah. have they already or were they planning to put down a probe on Venus and it lasted yeah. for 20 seconds the, like the that? Soviets yeah. the Soviets, multiple ones they yeah. designed a thing for Venus and it exploded in 20 seconds well the, no the first ones that's they, they, because they designed no, no, it that no, no, way it no, would no, have the first, exploded the too. first ones exploded and that's, know, how, they, right? that's exactly. how they found out Venus is like that <laughs> yeah because they were like oh it's got acid rain and it's 900 degrees the Soviets uh Got a lot of shit for their space program because they, they fucked a lot of things up after a while. But one of the, their big successes is they've actually managed to land something on the surface of Venus and get a whole 20 seconds out of it, yeah. mm-hmm. which was a stunning, stunning success. Because only Soviet technology that's made out of like battleship material <laughs> that they launch into space. Let's get back to that camera. It. It's made out of metal and it went into flames immediately. Yeah. 20 yeah. seconds is an eternity. The, the uh, cinematographer is Alwyn Kukler. 
Has oh, he, who has, has he done, done else? nothing that you would really? recognize? I mean, he's that, done a bunch of stuff, but he nothing did, you'd really recognize. Well, he's you know maybe music videos aren't listed. Maybe he, uh, yeah, he did a bunch that, of that, that shit. may very well be. It. He's he got did, a wonderful style. Uh, a movie a called Proof movie. Code Forty Six. Marvin Coyote. Yeah. Wait, you've seen that one? Yeah. I didn't know that one. Is that is that like the prequel to or the sequel to Doubt? What is that? Yeah. Yeah. Proof is it's more the sequel to Good Will Hunting actually. The prequel, actually, I liked out is a is a play that it's the one, prequel uh, to no. Uh. <laughs> I also like the this this the sense of the sense of claustrophobia. I haven't seen that one. I've never heard of it. So you know, because these spacesuits are, are like are almost like more like diving suits, like deep diving suits, where it's not like you're really wearing a helmet. You're sort of inside this capsule, and uh, you know the sense of claustrophobia of these things is really beautifully captured. There's our wonderful suits. Yeah, they are, and they, and the fact that they all oh, you can only see out of a little slit, you know, because obviously you it's don't like want, a night, you don't it's like want, a mylar night. Yeah, you don't want light to get into this damn thing. It's like a, it's like those deep dive suits. See, this is a really tasteful use of the uh, blue and orange kind of balance that we tend to see in modern movies. Yeah, I I like this. Again, I mean. It's just yeah. It's like it's like this whole. It's like I'm good. This movie's gonna break my heart all over again because yeah. <laughs> I'm being reminded like, oh, this is so good. Mm-hmm. This is all so freaking good. And it takes its time. I mean, these are very simple, basic, dramatic situations. There's obviously real stakes involved. They're they're doing something. It's all nicely set up in terms of how a dramatic situation should be set up, and it's taking its time with it. It's not rushing through any of this stuff. Danny Boyle at no point is going. Are people going to get bored? Is this boring? Is this going on too long? Let's let's cut to the chase. Yeah, okay, we got to get the monster. It's playing the no, this is, this it's playing the tension of it. It's yeah. playing the tension and the the effort of it. It's and not as if the disappointing third act was without precedent. They keep hinting at it all the way through the movie. I mean, it's not like it comes out of nowhere and grabs you by the balls and says, "Yeah, fuck you." It does the though. They, it, it it doesn't indicate anywhere that it's going to become a slasher film. No, you know, in in and, an hour. And or even so. if they, I mean, they might um, a moment here, a moment there, try to foreshadow it, but. Uh, at the same time, you've set up one kind of movie, right. and that monster—that's a monster yeah. movie. It's then, a different whoops. kind. <laughs> this this can't be good. So, right in the middle of right in the middle of triumph, it's like well, she loves her captain. So, yeah, she does. Some feminist blog somewhere is pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's demeaning to women. Yeah, you know, I actually I think, uh, and now again, it's been a while since I saw the movie, and I might feel differently sort of watching it in this context, but. Uh, it really was the fact that, and, and someone sort of touched on it earlier, it's the fact that they tried to make the guy all scarred up and monstery. And, and they, what I was really pissed by was that sort of every time you look at him, the camera's like goes all shaky and he's got like an optical effect on top of him. It's like, what the fuck? Is he like a sun god? What bullshit are you trying <laughs> to pull on me now? Um, I think it might have been more fun to stick with the drama and have it be a completely, even if the guy was on the other uh, ship. Foreshadowing. The other ship and, and was, you know, un, unhurt and undamaged and he'd managed to survive all this time. Um you know, and but it was just you know his rationale is just presented the same way it's presented here. Like no, I I I thought it over, and we shouldn't do this, and mankind mm-hmm. should be allowed to die. And I think I would have been less offended by just that than it's like sort of like it's a monster dude with it's the sun god stuff monster. on him with he's gooey and burned up and gross and so on. Um, and actually, my thought was, and I you know I wouldn't have want to have to write this, but. Uh, 
you know, it's a possible way to go with it. It's like, what if the jeopardy of the third act is, you know, he's killing the people who, you know, obviously aren't on board, but some people are getting on board. Like, what if he manages to like, start to convince uh, the rest of the crew? Like, no, we, and, and now the battle is like, if he convinces the bomb guy not to drop the bomb, we're fucked. Yeah. You know, and maybe there's a way. I mean, that's a very thinking man's movie and doesn't have the big, you know, slam bang like action movie. Green, go. You make that movie. Okay. I get, I you'll green idea. light that movie for 50 million? All right. Let's do it. You're the kind of studio but, executive but that, I wish existed. It's not my existed. hypothetical money. All right, good deal. But that's that. Those circumstances are set up by the movie that we're currently watching. Yeah, yeah. I would. I'd be Fair enough for that. I totally. was just spitballing there, but I think I'm yeah. onto something. I like that better than what I was spitballing earlier. We can we can change. So it becomes a, a battle for the soul of the bomb dude, you know. And, although and, and I can still have action to it, obviously. Although I do have a problem with the idea that only one guy on board is That's, trained. Yeah, well, to start the movie's the bomb. got that built in. It's, it might be that maybe some of the other, maybe he's the only guy left. I don't actually remember. Yeah, just, you could do that. I just know that uh, you know that that's the MacGuffin of the final. You know, it's the misuse of the word MacGuffin, but uh, that's the the driving force of the ending. It's like we got to get this douchebag to the sun. Fuck, <laughs> you know, Chris Evans. That's his whole thing. It's like, oh man. And this this whole sequence, I love yep. the way this is all played out. And everybody is, they're just living out the situation. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing uh, artificial about what what they're doing at all, in terms of acting. Yeah. It's just if I were if I were in this situation, this is how I would react if yeah. this were happening. And and I were this person. And I were this person. <laughs> yeah. Yes, obviously. Yep. Now it's like, uh oh. Gee, the oxygen garden's on fire. That's not good. <laughs> That's not a good thing to happen with our air. Shouldn't, yeah. yeah. Shouldn't there be some kind of system that's not water? <laughs> Just in case. Although the the I guess the only other system yeah. is the one that sucks all the oxygen. Well, yeah, out. Hell, you, hell, even so. Firefly, they would at least you know, obviously they had to pay the consequences, but yeah. they just opened a hatch and it's like, well, yeah. I know what fire doesn't like: no air. You're saying you want the full garden smash? <laughs> Did I read you right? <laughs> no, of course this is. We just lost the sun. <laughs> this is an interesting thing with the the mace character because he's always like destroy everything and kill everyone, but it's like no, he's that's what you got to do. <laughs> yeah, like everyone else is just weak, <laughs> and he's the one who's who's got his mind on the mission and what's yeah. got to happen. And that mission on his mind. Yeah. <laughs> He's got his mind on his mission and his mission on I his hope you mind. I can't imagine the glass in that room was heat shielded. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be... She's just cooking. She's going to get burned. That's why she's saying she doesn't care about the plants. She's like, no, I'm burning and it's hot. Yeah, really. Don't don't touch the glass, sweetheart. You can stand there and be upset about the carrots, but just don't touch the glass. By the way, I, I, I missed reading through the subtitles. What what was the, the thing that just happened there? The the, the action garden's on fire. Well, no, it they... noticed, it, it, it righted its course because it noticed that it was catching excess heat and it started draining O2 and lit the oxygen garden on fire. So the ship was like, nope, doing this. And Roseburn was like, no, 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 manual. manual. She's like, no, she... it's fucking burning up right, your oxygen. Right, but what did he just do? Who? The, Mace? So suddenly they put more oxygen into the oxygen yeah. garden. And why was that? To, to, to make the fire burn itself out, to yeah, flash... Okay. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. <laughs> no, that's actually a real thing. Okay, fair enough. They're, they're actually you, choking you it with oxygen. You try to get the fire to use yeah. up all the oxygen really quickly as well, opposed actually, to burning for a long They're time. trying to get it to burn up its yeah. flammable material. Yeah. Because yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter how much oxygen it has. Right, it has right, right. nothing to combust. Okay. Right. Okay, all right. I got you. That, that was the missing detail that I didn't get. Yeah, you know, and again, so far so good. The movie's yeah. like rocking my world. I'm Loving like, oh every, baby, every moment. You every guys moment. are you guys are kicking my ass with this movie you're making. Although one thing that I didn't think was 
terribly clear watching the first time through is she's dead. Like you just get the impression. I know we just see her retreating again and closing it off, but you get the impression that she's dead. And then they come back later, and I remember being surprised. Like, I mean, dead or screwed? Screwed to the point okay, of you sure. might as well be right. dead. Okay. Why? Why is that? I don't know. I didn't. I, 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 I never, it, wasn't, it wasn't nuclear fire. I never in that got room. that impression. <laughs> I mean, Fair so enough. She's, she's dead inside. I yeah. give you that. Because she. I just remember she cutting back. Trees. Cutting back to her later and be like, "Wait, she's still alive." Maybe that was just me misreading the film at the time. Yeah. Also, the the music is doing an interesting thing here, where it's you know this, this, this that is that they're doing the inspirational you know, it's, music. It's really here. it's like you know someone well, someone's gonna die. From a music point of view, I don't know for a fact. I haven't seen the sheets, but I'll bet you. This is functioning very much like the Requiem for a Dream soundtrack, only very much slower. Well, it's, this a, it's, is... it's a minor chord on a minor progression, which gives you that da 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 da. Right. It's like, oh my god, it's wrenching. Yeah, which is but... why they use it for all. In fact, this movie's trailers. It's well, just... this is. I mean, it's very close it's, it's to good the music, though. It's very close to the music you you write for the uh, you know the underdog who wins the race almost, <laughs> except. They're all it, going to die. Yeah, it's a minor key, <laughs> yeah. major key difference. Yeah. If this was in a major key, it would have the exact effect you want at Cool Runnings or something like that. Yeah. This is more Requiem what for that the, reason. One of the weird mystical things this movie does is it, it, it does it over and over again, too. It tries to sort of suggest that burning to death is kind of an ecstatic experience. Uh-huh. That it's kind of awesome and and If you burn to death instantaneously in the sun coming at you, yeah. I'd probably feel that way, too. Yeah, I'd, but uh, <laughs> if it went on for like 15 seconds, like it yeah. seems to, I think it wouldn't be orgasmic. I no, mean, I, well, more the, than one character does it voluntarily well yeah. the thing now, is the thing is you your your nerves would be destroyed I was gonna say, almost yeah. they, they say that burning is a little bit better than drowning so because you, the, the pain ends yeah. before you die as opposed mm-hmm. to drowning you're in more and more pain until you die yeah once your nerves are gone you're just hey I, this I, is i'm I on know. fire and I'm it's on weird fire. this is I weird hope to, i hope to never know the whether either of those is true uh, one night I was going through. What do they say about dying of, of drinking yourself into an alcoholic stupor? That's pretty awesome, isn't that what they say? I'm yes. hoping that's true. Chloe and I went through a bunch of Wikipedia articles on different kinds of death because, thank God for Wikipedia, where it's like <laughs> you we, guys we, are we, such we, a sweet couple. We wiki, she wants me to take, thank God you found each other. She wants me to take her to the psychiatry industry of death museum for a fucking Valentine's Day. I'm like, that's kind of funny. You should marry her. Immediately. But you know, you go to wiki and it it says external link or internal links, and one of them is like death list. And I'm like, oh, this God. could be intriguing. Oh, and we God. just clicked through every single one and picked. One of them, the one Ways my favorite, to die. My favorite was a thousand paper cuts, then put on a canoe and shipped out to sea. <laughs> There's a term for that. I forget what it is. But they say that burning is, uh, once you're, if you're in a slow burn, if you're just running through like a house fire, bad. But if you incinerate, it's like, uh, huh? My brain okay. still feels a little bit of pain, but well, I don't. I guess that's true. Drowning that- is your lungs fill with, it's, it's, it yeah. hurts and it's fucking terrible. It's not like going home as Michael Caine lied. Yeah. Um, hmm. It's I, and it's true. It's I mean yes. I the apparently the the real the there's brief pain in terms of being incinerated, and the real problem is you just then you just better hope you don't live through it because the the recovering is what's going to hurt when your nerves start working again. Mm. That's what all the burn victims who live talk about. So it's like there's a point where you go, oh, I'm just going to stick in the fire now because I don't want to live through this. So we just lost. You could never take a shower again. That would suck. We just lost our cap. We lost the captain. The captain is uh, torched and. Uh, and meanwhile, we didn't mention it, but as he's doing that, the the doctor is all like, "What do you see? What do you see? Is it amazing? Is it yeah. mystical?" And that goes back. We could we could have the doctor go insane, which is, well, is yeah, what the what doctor is. The doctor is the one who's clearly on the bubble. Yeah, he's always uh, he was. Brian, like, oh. I'm going to show everyone. Yes, on a NASA level, once the mission is going and they're just kind of shooting at the sun, mm-hmm. is there 
I'm, is there any reason why the commander wouldn't be the guy to go do that? It seems like the commander would be too important to let him go fucking do that, captain or whatever it is, the guy in charge. It seems like, don't let the captain go because, wait, why? Because he's the captain. It's not quite the as nautical as it is. Uh, in on, on, like, say, a standard space shuttle mission, everybody has a specific job that they're trained for. So you would have somebody who's trained to do the... Uh, to do the uh, spacewalks, and you got a couple people that will do the spacewalks. Yeah, and you've got and the, the captain, and the captain, captain will stay inside, and you have somebody who's trained to do the uh, the robot arm. So the captain will stay the reentry and, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and the the, the commander case, of the mission will will pilot in. But I mean, they just they, they, in, they're in, like he might die. Yeah, he's fine. Just go. He's yeah. the commander. Fuck in it. this, I don't know. I guess in this case, it would be a gray area. I don't personally. I don't think the commander. It's it's the way it's done in this movie that strikes me in the wrong chord because it's in the setup scene. It's like. Oh, well, somebody's got to go out there and fix it. Well, why don't we send the captain and the only guy that can start <laughs> yeah, the bomb? Let's send the indispensable there's, guys. Yeah, there's no two better choices that you could <laughs> no. go to right off the bat. Maybe if there were some other circumstances that forced it to be the captain, sure. But they yeah, arrived to that decision pretty quickly. It's an issue, I'll give you that. But however, the movie just did, uh, while we're talking about other things, just did do the thing where I said, oh my God, this is even more awesome than I thought it would be. Because what I was just talking about earlier just happened is they've already this, they've crossed this threshold where... Not only do they already know and accept that they're never getting back because they'll never have enough oxygen to make it, they, it's like they they have to kill three people just to get there. It's like they yeah, just yeah. they just made that decision. It's like and they made it without hysterics and without agonizing over it. They just like, well, there you go. That's where we're at. They are doomed already at this I, point. They have accepted that they're doomed. Is it is it the moment that we just passed? It's this. It's in what another movie would be a very drawn out and uh, major moment in the movie. It was yeah. like, oh, we have to decide. Yeah. I love the fact that they just had a conversation and it's never talked about they again. They barely even had the conversation. They barely had it. Yeah, but it's, we missed you it. Know, in, the, in a more cliche movie, it would be, oh, we What have, are you talking about? I we, have a wife and daughter. We can't sacrifice. The, you know, I'm an individual and he's an individual. We can't sacrifice <laughs> for the greater somebody. good. And here there's like uh, person yeah. versus greater good. Greater good, yeah. duh. Moving on. It really on. is like it's like if you came on this mission, you can't have not already sort of thought this through. Right, that this right. might be what you're doing to get a deal with. Right. It's like, what do we have to do left? Navigate. Uh, I yeah. I navigate. Are we on course? Yeah. We go the, kill myself then, now. Then kill me. <laughs> yeah. All right. You know, All right. I'm gonna I go. can go. Does it make me too much of a nerd to say? No. I, w- I would actually kind of be entertained. We're always calling I mean, out. They have a bunch of sedatives. You, it's not like it would even hurt. You don't yeah. have to slit your wrists or anything. You just, yeah. you just get euthanized. <laughs> yeah, you just kind of go. Don't we screw were, um, this up, guys. And yeah. uh, which is essentially what Chris Evans is going to do later. The nerd thing. Does it make me too much of a nerd that I would actually probably, if it was done right, be entertained by a movie of just eight people psyching up for this mission, of them getting the getting the orders. Here's what it could be. Here's the potential contingency, and we're going to lift off on Monday, and the movie up until Sunday. Like, I would actually. I could, I would, I, I could, I, there could be a lot of really interesting. I would. Interpers- I would. It, you need maybe need fucking voiceover, which isn't good, but you need to hear their their thoughts. I maybe would rather see the one act play. Might be yeah. a good book. of that than the movie. That's, my question yeah. is like, well, what's at stake? Yeah, and where's the acts. jeopardy? The and where's the conflict of that? You know, what's well, the you know, it's what's the, at it's, stake? It, that's why I say it's like you need a voiceover because it's inner turmoil. Maybe be a better like novel, but that's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I find that short. Basically, the the selection process. Brian would read it. I I totally would. The selection process of okay, we need eight people who are willing to who get who, this so much that they will die for it, and that we're willing to put our faith in as the entire planet Earth into these eight people. Who are the eight people for that for that job? <laughs> well, con- I, w- I would be very interested spent, in seeing that. Contact spent most of an act dealing with that. That's true, and uh, I don't know if you've been reading the boards, but I just finished Contact the novel, and it goes into that in a slightly different way than the movie. 
it's interesting. But the stakes are slightly different when it's when it's you know make alien contact versus reignite the sun. Yeah, the bit. stakes are a little different. By the way, for those listeners not on the forums, if you go to the contact maybe thread, for you no. If you go to the contact thread, Brian did what Trey did not, and he spoiled the shit out of the ending of contact. I, so if I you're still curious, it. go to the Don't. forums and register. I See said how I, I turned that against us. I said spoilers in the thread. I, I, know, I know you did. I, I'm I'm applauding you because it'll be, make someone that's listening that's not on the forum will be like, how did contact end? <gasps> for you, sir or ma'am, and I then, applaud you. And here we go. Let's 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 you know let's focus on some positive. Once again, this movie is like cool. you know doing. Oh, it had, a, it had a, a great little shot when they came together mm-hmm. and the flare just traveled up the seam and yeah. everything. And it's beautiful. And it had it, a and nice it, little sound again, effect the and Blu-ray everything. Is, <laughs> the Blu-ray is working here because you can see the detail of these Wait models. Wait a second. Yeah. Would these ships be designed to, these two ships that happened 10 years apart, link? Not Probably really. Probably no. not. No. They kind of, they, which is why they're not, they're, well, they're, they're linking to their, you know, things that they link to stuff Yeah, they're kludging it, definitely. Also, all the skin that could possibly burn... Oh, thank you, oh, fucking I hate David Fincher. Okay. And they've done it more than once now. This, all uh, all yeah. the skin that could possibly burn would not accumulate to this much dust throughout the entire ship. Yeah. Unless they burned in there. Well, it's not just their skin. It's everything inside is burned. Okay. Not in this Not in this particular corridor. Well, but there's like the, chairs and stuff. See, yeah, here, the... The, the whole uh, place has been torched. It's, but if the stuff inside burned to that degree, then the walls would be scorched or something. Yeah. Well, the, they are. This, are they? Yeah. Okay. This movie... You know, up to this point has been 2001, and around this point, it starts to become Event Horizon. The, right. This is the you first know. monster movie moment. Yeah. Yeah. Right down to the whole loud bang yeah. of something that just oh, happened. Don't worry. It was just the cat. Yeah. Don't worry, everybody. Yeah. It was just a red herring. It was the space cat. I would say Event Horizon and Sphere. Sphere. Once, once they yeah, get out of the Sphere, thing. same kind of thing. A very good fucking underwater movie. Don't ever watch any other underwater and movie if this, again. If this were Sphere a different, did it best. If this were a different movie, I would love this moment. Sarcasm, people. This, uh, this. I was going to say, I'm like, we're going to get a hell of a response to that one. I'm yeah. sitting next to the guy that did the abyss commentary. <laughs> I'm doing <laughs> yeah. a joke. That's why I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't picking up on the bait. Uh, I love because that. of course what you're talking about is, and uh, one of our forum people mentioned it. Uh, um, Deep Rising is, of course, the best underwater movie. <laughs> I love that moment. Yeah, it was like, this we is where Danny Boyle. Oh, Danny, you're a little too artsy. Yeah. Stop art it school, now. Art yeah. school for me. Stop it. Because I don't. Because the thing is, I don't even get what you're doing. What is that with the flashes of pictures? Those are the the original crew of Icarus One. Okay, but yeah. but, but what, what? That signifies? What? I don't why? know why. Yeah. What is what? Just, what does that even fucking mean? I mean, I it's like it's that the, is that piece of dust floating by that guy's head. I yeah, mean, what I think hell? it was genuinely supposed to be subliminal, but we noticed. Well, if it's. Yeah. <laughs> But that, that, well, that's that old fallacy. If you flash one frame of something, right. it only registers subliminally. Yeah, you totally can register. No, you see it. But you see it, yeah. It'd be cool to do a thing where they do that, but it's at like 20% opacity. So you literally might not notice. Yeah. But you maybe you kind of do. They already did things where it's like subliminal advertising doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't actually happen. work. It's like, it does not even if you see it, brain. it doesn't actually affect you in any way. You might just notice something was strange, but. I'm just trying to excuse a clearly talented DP slash director man for a stupid, stupid choice. Yeah. I'll stop, well, but God, I can't believe you did I'm still willing to forgive any Club. of this that's happening. I'm still okay with my, I'm still like, okay, you know, yeah, because, you know, it's, it's, you can't just make a movie that's about people very slowly traveling right. toward the sun. You've got to do some things. Okay. Uh, maybe you the can. And I'm well, still, no, yeah, and you'll be the only person who buys a ticket. I'm Brian, saying, who's right. read Red Mars so, Trilogy Yeah, times. exactly. So I'm just saying that, you know, again, the, um, as we said about Watchmen, this is about the best movie you could ask for to come from a Hollywood studio. And notice that it's Fox Searchlight. They didn't even give it the full, you know, Fox treatment. It's their, this is their indie sci-fi movie. Um, and indie it is. But, um, but uh, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't quite... Uh, 
Just doesn't come together. I can we just I can, take this one? I can see. I yeah, can really. deal with the people dust. Yeah. <laughs> they have. Uh, I wonder. Yeah, this this would, one has a bunch of DVDs you? I've never seen. It's possible that uh, Flight Club works with its one frame snapping things with Tyler Durden uh, because they're parts of the existing character's consciousness. And these people are just fucking. It's randomly flashing as frames of people that no one on the ship nor the audience knows. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. why Fight Club at least kind of works, even though it's totally a gimmick. Well, I just think well, it's like... Fight well, Club is part of the overall fabric of the movie. Yeah. The, Fight Club is not. a weird here movie. It's like you're walking through the spaceship. If No matter what the context is, what are we supposed to get yeah. from these flashes of their faces? I mean, Fight Club is a fourth wall breaking movie yeah. just yeah. in general, right. but that's, that's something that calls attention to itself as, oh, remember, you're watching a movie. Yeah, right. and we're cutting as in opposed stills. to these people in this situation. Yeah, and it doesn't enhance the scene. In fact, it's just it pulls you out of the scene and distracts you from the scene. And I mean, here's another... because you sit there going, "Why is he doing?" Well, yeah, that? now yeah. I'm instead of what going like, mean? "Oh boy, it's a dark hallway. I wonder what's going to pop out of it." I'm like, "Why the fuck did Danny Boyle just do that subliminal bullshit?" By the way, for the down in front fan waiting to do a fan film for this movie, um, <laughs> here's how you do it. Are you ready? Add a mosaic adjustment layer on top of that. Add a style. Find edges, soft light, <laughs> nice. and uh, print. You're done. <laughs> That's that effect. It's a cool looking effect, but it's very, very two plugins and After Effects-y. I don't work, have a problem with it. It's cool here, looking, though. but right. it's straightforward. Um, Mosaic, find edges. Okay, but here's another story possibility. We get, <laughs> we get to this point in this movie, and for whatever reason, they do have to jump over to the old ship. And they have to live in this creepy, dead <laughs> human And the guy ship. is there. Okay. I would, buy, I, I, I would buy more that the guy is there. Yeah. You're going with the U571 theory that way. It's, a, it's another way to go. And Actually, then, no. It's, I, and I that, guy, go with it. that guy could either be there and you play it out that way. Or maybe nobody is there, but they're already on this. One or more of the original characters are already on the edge of insanity. And having to walk around in human skin for however lo- long the rest of the mission is, and they and they start push them and over. they start watching, you know, the captain's logs like that, where they're totally like, yeah, it's yeah we do going, oh. deserve to die, you know. He's making a good point. Yeah, can I be the one to say and start this off? The Omega Thirteen thing they have is fucking badass, cool. <laughs> it's a really cool, and you can sort of see the way it would develop. Like if you imagine a very, very, very slow, like a high speed version of what fission looks like or fusion, uh, atom bomb, where it's like one, two, four, fission. six, eight. Fission. Is it fission? Fission, yeah. It's cool because... We it's, haven't it's, sorted out the fusion thing. It's, it's slowed yeah. down <laughs> enough that you can kind of witness it. Well, the sun has. We but, haven't. But the way it develops totally reminds you of that, where it's like, little one, and it holds on for like almost too long, and then that it's was two, a, and uh, that was really, a. It's really cool. That was looking. a pickup just then, the guy's face turning away, because same as with Transformers, this movie is shot on anamorphic, and that uh, was not. Oh, good one. Good catch. Can I call you a nerd? I don't think it applies. It's I think it's just nerd. technician. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. <laughs> expert. You expert. Guy who knows. Yeah. <laughs> Possessor of knowledge I don't have. Which often is what sure nerd really means. The, yeah, uh, exactly. Not sure. That is, I'm not sure what the difference is. Exactly. What saying. I think you See, are saying it, nerd. And my way towards, yeah. Yeah. It's like Possessor of knowledge that I find insignificant that you had that I didn't. I don't know how I feel about the uh, cockpit red rim light thing. I guess it makes sense because they might have red gadgets. But when you, when they cut back to the girls in the uh, cockpit, they both have like this hard red rim on them. Yeah, they do. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, see? Uh, this guy is already going over that yeah, edge. Yeah, well, he was the guy who likes to thing. look at the sun anyway. That, they set this guy up as the guy that's on the edge, and he might get pushed over. That's awesome. You know, and there's no denying that this, is, that this is cool. That, you know, it's like, holy shit. You know, it's like this is when you find this and you go, what in the hell happened on board this ship that these people did this? What is this about? 
Yeah, yeah. You don't have to like go bumping into them and knocking them. So, so I'm sorry, I missed the, the oh, thing. Get is, out of that room because they just established the stakes of what's about to happen yeah. and come through the window. Now, I missed the setup, is, is, and I forget, it's been a while since I saw it. So, so the, is, the, is the problem their payload is not going to fire, and that's why they're trying to get the other the Icarus 1's payload? No, the problem is that the payload might not be enough. They don't know because it's all hypothetical at this point. So they're like, well, two is twice as many. We'll snag that one, too, and maybe see if the passengers are alive. Okay, so they just they went over, but they, they, went over they there. found out that the payload the payload's fine, but they can't. The ship was immobile, so the, the whole thing was a waste of time. All what you just said is just correct, although I don't know if they've discovered yet or not that the payload actually won't work. So No, they every- just the guy just said the payload does work, but then Chris Evans jumped in and said, yeah, but the engines won't fire, so we can't right. move it. Right, exactly. So it's effectively like, we can't use this, so there's no one here, and the thing so won't work. So let's get out of here. So let's get out of here. Chris and Evans they, just said this was a waste of time. Yeah, so. They come back with Mr. Uh, I was just saying the whole point of they, they, they just... They it want- turns out the whole mission was a red herring, and they didn't gain anything from it, except they, sure. pick, they yeah. picked up a crazy sun god. Right. They were thinking, maybe they're alive, and maybe we can use that bomb and with ours. Again, I don't know how you could use both bombs at once, because I don't think the ship is designed to shoot two at once, but whatever. Yeah, I think the idea was, can we, can we, if the ship is still intact, because until they got there, no one knew what happened to the Icarus 1 at all. They just didn't right. know where was it, what happened to it. And they said, well, it looks like it might still be functional. Let's go find out, because then we'll have two bombs. And they've discovered, after all this trial and tribulation, that no, they, the, the payload will work, but they can't get it to the sun. So it was all a, all a, a goose chase. This is my favorite scene in the movie. In and terms of in terms very, of perfect very, drama, yeah, and it's great, very very it's, well done. You know, For those again, that aren't watching, it's the scene where the psychiatrist, or I think it's the psychiatrist, isn't he? Where the, the, there there's three guys in one suit, and they're deciding who gets to go home. And the one guy is like pulling rank and saying it's me, and the guys are like, it can't be you because humans will die. <laughs> yeah, and, this, and the guys even making a case like, no, it should be me. And everyone else is going, no, you don't have a purpose. Anymore. And again, even even Chris Evans, who is like, uh, you should die, you should die, you should die, and this time he's like, I should die. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, you know. I have to die. Because this guy that I so, don't like has got yep, to live. He's very pragmatic. Yeah, he, he's about the mission. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's in the other situations. Like, I'm sorry, you have to die. Yeah, but yeah. And, you know, at least he's intellectually he's, honest. Yeah, that when the situation comes to him, it's like, okay, yeah. I, so I, it's my turn. And again, here's a, here's a great dramatic thing that makes perfect sense and doesn't have to resort to to. Oh my god, he's a monster. He's like this guy's just you know losing his shit. He's like, I don't want to die, and he's not buying into the idea that no dude, if you think it through, you do. You do have to die. Everyone sitting here overlaps on a couple of major things, but I want to ask you guys this question and figure out where it is about me that makes this possible. But if I was in that situation, literally just this one, maybe some others that I can't think of right now, but where it's my job to save humanity, got to do this, got to do that, part of a team that's making the world happen again because it's about to die, I would have no problem letting the guy go, finding a gun, and killing myself. Does, is that because I'm me, or because I understand the the, the stakes, or is that because I'm not afraid of hell? Or, do, do you guys feel that way? Like, that's, if because, you were in that situation, that's because it's hypothetical and you're not actually living it right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Possible. But I even even that's, I guess that's true. You can you can pull me back with that one. But hypothetically, I don't another have, another I don't have a problem with suicide. Another semi two thousand one here because he he. There's a scene yeah, where he yeah, blows yeah. himself into space yeah. <laughs> across yeah. two airlocks. And and hell, I say this so. is more of a tense situation. Yeah. Than, yeah. yeah. The circumstances here are more dire than the circumstances. We're going to wrap ourselves in aluminum foil and hope for the best on this one. Yeah. And also a little bit similar to Event Horizon because a guy Mm -hmm. gets uh, shot out in airlock as well. Although he does survive. But that's a scary scene. (laughs) That's probably the scariest scene in the movie. I think there are a few scenes that are more horrendous just on the face of the circumstances than going out into space without a spacesuit. I don't think you can get more awful than that. I forget which movie it was, but we discussed 
based on what, prior what knowledge, actually happens. Yeah. You, you have about 90 seconds. If you exhale, give or take, yeah. you have about 90 seconds. Your tongue will start to boil because the it's just fucking that's what happens. The fluid, well, the, fl- yeah, yeah, the you, fluid you, in your eyeballs and, and yeah, all that shit. You, you will live kind of <laughs> up to 90 seconds as it's, long it's, as you're exhaling. Don't hold your breath ever. You'll get the bends in like two seconds and no, die if, in if three. If you hold your breath, you'll embolize. Your right. lungs will burst because Bad. the air in them will force its way out through it'll, the It'll alveoli. be, as he says, it'll be cold. It'll be fucking cold. Yeah. But it's not unbelievably cold. And you'll it's dehydrate. A, like, but. absolute zero is only like 200 degrees below what we perceive as freezing. It's not It's not like Venus hot. It's, it's just really, 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 really cold. You're not going to turn to stone yeah, like you're not Tim Robbins and become an ice yeah. ball. Oh, my God. Oh. Fuck that. Yeah. Yes. Mission to Mars. We have to do that at some point. <laughs> yeah. 90 seconds. Actually, we'll, I'll do Mission to Mars if we can do um, See, um, this guy's Red totally... Planet at the same time. Yeah. Because Red yeah. Planet actually kind of in a pulpy way kind of is at least fun. It'd be fun if we could rig up both movies to play simultaneously and just commentate <laughs> yeah. both Look at, at that once. shit! Wait a second. Yeah, wait, right. yeah. Red, Red Planet and Mission to Mars have a... a uh, along with Dark Side of the Moon, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Red yeah. Planet and Mission to Mars kind of have a similar, similar relationship to... Uh, Volcano and Dante's Peak. Well, where, it, the, where the one that was yeah. trying to be more serious and more dramatic is the much worse movie. Yeah, or or Tombstone and Wyatt Earp. Bugs Life Ants. Tombstone is much more entertaining than Wyatt Earp, and Wyatt Earp is the the classy one. Mm. So this is like this is messed up. We're like seriously, this is our plan. Wow. <laughs> okay, here we go. Yeah. All right then. This. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Oh God. I'm not watching this. Yeah. <laughs> This is like, well, if this is... Brian speaks as someone who's imagined being in space by yeah. himself many times. Uh, if the fate of humanity ends up hanging on this kind of shenanigans, then wow, we're so screwed. Who you don't want to be is the guy who was afraid of dying in the first place. Because he bounces off and yeah. just goes through a moment, and then he and freezes like, to death. Son of yeah. a bitch. And then he bursts into flame. He doesn't. Yeah. You know, he, like, he shatters. He shatters. I, 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 love, I love that shot of him finally emerging. Yeah, He gets the double bang. So again, this is a, just it's it's beautiful. Way, weirdly beautiful. This whole this sequence, this ballet, it has this yeah. ballet quality that two thousand one yeah. has, and that very few space movies really do. And but with, although we are with the extra technology, so they, it's much more okay. The other guy's dying. Meanwhile, so yeah. get in there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, although we are about to have that a horrible science fiction fallacy moment. Yeah, the, coming is this up. the frozen dude trick. No, 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 not not the frozen guy. Once once the door closes and then repressurize. Oh, is the gravity going to come? Yeah, out? the oh, gravity kicks they in do and that? they fall to the I ground. I don't remember yeah. that. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, you'll see in a second. They're they're floating. They're floating. Equalize, and that means gravity for some what reason. What the hell? And in otherwise a very very hard science fiction visual. Well, yeah. movie. Why don't you mind it in Firefly, but mind it here? Because the artificial gravity in Firefly is, uh, is- part of the sci-fi magic beans. It's just as ridiculous as Firefly itself and the propulsion system and well, everything I, else. This, I, I figured, this, is, yeah. this is trying to sort of be right. like we can sort of grasp what all this is about. I figured you'd be more along with Trey where it's just like Firefly isn't about sci-fi. It's about the people. Whereas this well, is about the sci-fi. It's about the what level. What I'm saying is none, none of the science in Firefly makes sense. I mean, Firefly can't... Those little tiny thrusters wouldn't get it in and out of Atmo, if I may use the vernacular. Um, you know, nothing, and that's nothing. and that's fine if that's uh, those are the magic beans of the universe that you're setting up. The problem is the magic beans yeah. they're setting up here are much closer to uh, the, our si- the aesthetics of real science. Yeah. For me, for me, the 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 trick is like, well, they've gone as far as like 
having you know a a uh, centrifuge. They've got you know that's, yeah, exactly. they've got the centrifuge thing to go. Well, that's where the gravity's coming from. That's the thing. You if know, you, so and it shouldn't I, just and turn I, on. A, exactly. I totally buy yeah. it. You know. So and that that was my question when they went on board the Icarus. Is immediately a thing falls down a hole. There's gravity. It's like, well, wait, they're not in the spinning part. They're in the right. part they just docked with. I this might you know? be that, a, that's uh, that's a distinction. If you're yeah. if your spaceship doesn't have the centrifuge design. Go then nuts. you're just going. There's gravity. Deal with it. We're not exactly, talking about right. that. Exactly, and that's fine. If it's got the centrifuge, then you're you've got that extra level of scrutiny. Yeah. I know that Brian is supposed to say Avatar, which has, which you know you're weightless, and but it has that. Right. Cent- the Avatar ship in the beginning of Avatar looks exactly like this ship. In fact, without the giant sun shield, right? Um, and it has the whole thing doesn't spin, so most of it you're weightless, but it has the spinny section, which is where there's gravity. Brian and Trey, I know, are up on this, but I wasn't, and many of the listeners might not be. I don't know if we've. Dis- I don't think we have discussed it on this show before, but the idea that was about. Uh, an arc, and it might be a sci-fi thing, yeah. which is that you can simulate gravity if you're always accelerating at 9.8 mm-hmm. meters per second squared. Yeah. Yep. And that, then that, when you and then when you get halfway there, flip the ship and start decelerating at that start same decel- rate. Which you'll so need if you, to. If you imagine you the ship, do. if you imagine the ship not as a very long lateral ship, not as a but boat. as a very tall skyscraper ship. Yeah, it's not a boat; it's a skyscraper. You always get your gravity at 9.8. And, and it's that, well, it's it's because I I that is in fact we don't talk about the technology of it, but uh, it's all there in the under the hood. Is that is in fact. How I intended the arc ship and the—it's just a cool idea. I like that. Un- I like the, that more than spinning for in some the reason. unreleased in the unreleased uh, web series. But uh, we hope it'll be released. Web series uh, arc, which I just—that is a uh, one way to do it. When they do, when they kind of imagine, okay, w- once we go to Mars, what is it going to look like? How are we actually going to do it? That's one of the profiles that they use. I just had never. I would. It's it makes perfect sense as soon as you hear it, like a good ending. But I just had not. Oh fuck! If you just accelerate it at the right rate, it'd be perfect. Yeah, or, and then or, or close enough. You know, it yeah. something where it's gravi- yeah. gravity-like. You know, you people can, can be off pe- a little. People bit. can be on the moon at one sixth. You don't have to be exact. Just yeah, do that. You have gravity, and you don't have to float around the whole time. Lay you out your ship like a tower, and there you go. Live a normal life, and uh, and I also did that because I I wanted to kind of do what this movie is doing in in that because I wanted to say that you know we're not in some magical magic bean future. We just have some advancement from technology that we understand right now and our engines are not warp drive engines our engines are big fusion things that have two speeds on and off and and if you want the ship to go a certain speed you put that many engines on it and that's because i just wanted the science to be simple that there wasn't going to be a lot of oh the engine needs to transmogrify the flipper drods i just didn't want to have shows about that and so i just i designed a ship where the ship is not that smart (laughs) the ship just goes until you tell it to stop going and that's all it does now we talk about this movie as if it's the disappointing version with the last third not working from whatever other version we're imagining have we gone off the rails yet or is it literally when the guy appears because no, we went to another ship and it's came still, back. Okay, I mean we've got some quibbles, but we still had, we had some of the setup of going off the rails. Yeah, but the show, the movie itself hasn't yet gone off the rails. It's still, it's still because they went there working. for a good reason. They went yeah. there because two bombs is better than one. And we don't know yeah. if one's going to work. They went there with the right intention, and uh, you know, and then we had this great spacewalk scene where they didn't, uh, you know, other than the gravity thing, they 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 stuck to the rules, and that's all cool. And we're still dealing with the basic human. You know, group drama of well, I mean, the, the, the scene that we're watching right now is the scene where she goes, "Well, that all went fairly well, but not quite enough people died. Uh, we still have an issue to deal with." Brian, space Sir. is a cold, hard beast, wrapped in disease and darkness, or whatever <laughs> McCoy's line and is. depth, and depth, or death, or whatever. Anyway, yes, it's a horrible, horrible place to be. Uh, you know, it, under the context of that thought, I suddenly understand something that I really hadn't where you, you see so many movies about space. Even, like, one of the very first great movies, fucking, what was it, Voyage to the Moon, Lumiere? Les Voyages dans la Lune. Yeah. It's about space, and I kind of now get, 
James Cameron's fascination with the absolute bottom of the sea, like Marianas, bottom of the sea, where you're like, fuck, you can't survive either of those things. Mm-hmm. It's not just like really hot or really cold like the Arctic or the desert. It's You literally cannot survive at all that. That's a really cool paradigm. One there the, should be more movies about the bottom of the sea. One of the things, well, one of the things I think most... There's so many space movies. <laughs> one of the things... I think most movies set in space or about space don't convey very well that I think this movie does much better than most is just how much space wants to kill you. Space <laughs> with everything it is wants to kill you at every every That's second just the you're universe. there. Most of the yeah. planet most of the is universe like that, is that way. You but, are not compatible with space at all. Yeah. yeah, I mean we as as hairless apes that kind of stand upright most of the time are not designed for space <laughs> at all. I fucking sat well, up a little bit. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're uh, a Well, yeah. we're only designed for about one thousandth of the planet we live on. I mean, that's yeah, the thing. Right, it's like, yeah. we, we can only survive in, in warm little, parts of the dry parts. In this little sliver of the not too warm and not too cold and not too dry and not too wet parts of the one planet that we're on. Yeah, finely tuned my taint. This <laughs> <Exactly>. really. <laughs> and, between, no. and, and in addition it's to that. It's amazing that we get anything done <laughs> considering how mobile, how immobile we are. In addition to that, the thing that I love, and it, it comes up sometimes in sci-fi novels, not often enough. I feel like this should be something that we're all bored with because the concept is so familiar. Oxygen <laughs> is a motherfucking poison. By the way, this I mean, this is an amazing sequence right here. This guy's like, I'm going to have to yeah. physically fucking kill the guy. Yeah. Oh. Uh, that's what I'm going to do, and, and I'm going to go do and it. It's, and it's like, and again, it's like one of those things. It's like, well, he's ostensibly, we'll have a more of a villain villain. But, uh, you know, it's like, well, I, I understand where he's coming from. And this yeah. is a you know, visit visually is amazing this pure white room with the blood is just mm-hmm. like what the and I, and i and i like and i like the head fake because spoiler you think he killed himself when in fact the bad guy is already working his working his magic here and now by the uh, by the existing terms of me and chloe looking at all the ways of death uh slitting your wrists if you do it the right way from your elbow to your wrist or backwards not across uh, is actually not bad. You 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 slowly lose blood and get a headache and pass out. Well, especially only... if you do it in the bathtub because right. it, the temperature yeah, right. difference. Exactly. You don't feel cold. Exactly. The only uh, <laughs> down in front is so instructional. From what in I so read, many ways. Speaking of that, by the from, way, this from... marks the third time we've been on this top. The third uh, commentary <laughs> yeah. we've discussed this. So from what I recall, what, you know what I'm learning is when we have to send the bomb to restart the sun. I think Teague is someone to watch very closely, <laughs> all I'm, the way there. I'm going to kill myself quite peacefully. From what I recall, the, the <laughs> but, most. Are peaceful... you going to take humanity with you? Is the question. <laughs> No, 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 because I like humanity. I just don't like, yeah, I I think, don't like myself that yeah, much. I like humanity. I just don't like people. Yeah. I just hate <laughs> people. But I hate gatherings. Isn't that ironic? <laughs> the uh, most peaceful way I recall is to do a heroin overdose where you just kind of eh, sleeping you and go. you die later. So go Chris Farley. Speedball. What up? Yeah. Belushi. Uh, so anyway, if you're listening to this, don't kill yourself. You have so much to live <laughs> yeah, for. Get some, <laughs> get some help. Get some counseling. We'll have some links in the freaking notes. <laughs> Anti-suicide hotlines and stuff. Death is interesting. Shut up. Movies deal with that. Songs deal with that. Why can't the podcast? Well, wasn't it some? I don't know if I mentioned it in some other podcast we've done, but uh, Stephen King said it best. He said, "He said, you know, the fact that we all know, we all really know that we're all going to die, and we're only going to get a few decades of life. How we even have a society when we all know that? You know, yeah. it's like why well, we all just don't go freaking insane dealing with that? Because even the, reli- I think my personal." hypothesis is that even the really religious people fundamentally understand that once you die that's why they're really religious it's true yes that's true um actually i think it's i would say i think it's the opposite i think i think fundamentally religious people think the same thing in just a different way that everyone else does it's like well yeah 
It's not going to happen to me. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to die. Yeah. I'm going to beat the odds and live forever. Do you guys yeah. remember who said that? Religion is fear of death? No, but I'm it's, sure it we'll like find it. I'm sure somebody has put those words together. It is, <laughs> but I don't know who said it first or is credited with that rather generic sentence. <laughs> uh, and here the, we get the, the moment thickens. of reveal. And, you know, for what it is, I like this moment of reveal. Well, yeah. it's Mrs. Yeah. Reynolds, it still, sir. It still works. It's actually Star Trek. An episode of Star Trek did it. Original Star Trek. Fire well, with a, with a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they really went a long way for something that could have been done much more I like how, in that. addition to all the other metrics the computer knows, millimeters, centimeters, pounds, it also knows yeah. until death. So here's my, and here, here, here's, of all things, you know, leaving aside the, the crazy super sun god demon problem, which is obviously a much larger problem, but the, the whole idea, which I loved, of there's only enough air, which is a trope, but, uh, you know, fine, it works. Um, there's only enough air for blah, 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 blah. We've already seen it once, and in the end, they're going to go back to it in, when they go inside the payload itself, where which is the size of the goddamned Astrodome in there. How long would <laughs> it take? The island of how, Manhattan. Yeah, it's, how long would it take four people to breathe that much air? Because clearly, there's air there. They don't wear suits when they go in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When trapped in a coffin, you have three hours. I mean, that's how yeah, much air exactly. You need so, to- if you were trapped in Manhattan. How long would it take three people to breathe all the air in Manhattan? I feel like we missed an interesting moment there where Icarus says there's five members and he's saying there's four. He immediately goes, and it's, I would probably too, but for the sake of a movie, there's more drama to be found. I would, and he does go, who's the fifth guy? I would go, which one's still alive? Who's still alive? Is he still alive? And they go and test all the people. And then he goes, like exasperated, like wipes the sweat off his brow. Icarus, who is fifth crew member? And then she says, unknown. And then you get your whole, like, vertigo shot. <gasps> what? I don't know. It would have been just, like, two minutes of screen time, but it's an interesting idea. That, well, now, he, he went to the most pragmatic one, but if he just said, who's still alive, like an idiot, that would have been cool. Now we're off the rails in terms yeah, and, of movie-wise. And as of now, unfortunately. Yeah. We've reached the point where, oh, and here's the bad third act. Yes. Um, but we going, are at the mansion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See that there? Uh, that there's a mansion. <laughs> Uh, when this movie came out, I was actually in the process of making my thesis. Uh, my nice sound minutes. design, though I will. True, say. yeah, very good. Movie my, visual and audio is good. Yeah. Story, good. and it's still going to be visually beautiful all the way to the end. Yeah, damn it, he's good, man. He really is good. Wouldn't it be nice if movies could like s- signal that they're turning to shit by everything <laughs> turns to shit? Like, <laughs> like, like, like the sound designer was yeah, like, the, okay, the I'm sound done. design gives up at that point. The cinematographer just like suddenly it's all claymation. Yeah. It's and, a, the yeah. audio sounds the like actors, the fucking Dookie Hauser thing. The actors are standing there. They literally have the script in their hands. <laughs> Who are you? What do you want? Are you an angel? <laughs> I'm sorry, Ram. Were you going to tell you something about your thesis project? Uh, well, I was just going to... This is a Martians, quick joke. Right? Yeah, but I was making a, a, my own version of a science fiction film and tried to use... Even though this movie wasn't out, tried to use this as an influence. And uh, in terms of the computer voice, I had my friend Tara... Uh, actually be the the computer voice and just one line just for the sake that I think all spaceships could should come with as a computer line was her saying uh, please remain calm and wait for death <laughs> as like everything's gone to shit and there's nothing nice. you can do about it the computer should just tell you please just remain calm and wait for death yeah we didn't end up using it, unfortunately. I'm, I'm down with that. That the computer, the <laughs> computer, like, would there be the one to go? Computer will know. Well, you're yeah, not you're getting done. out of this. I know. It's over a- for you. Again, back to the thing where suicide. It's just like that's that is comforting to me, and I might be twisted. You but are. When the, when the computer goes, 
I when the computer the computer is smarter than me. The computer can calculate outcomes like no one can. Remain it was calm actually and wait for death. A, a still frame from that okay. scene that I yeah, used. Yeah, there's the, the, what the hell is that? That's yeah. our, our weird uh, trying to do a tilt shifty yeah. whatever. And oh, you can't you know, really see. I'll tell you, you know what I think that is. I think that's a post production hail mary when they realize that the rubber suit just looked like ass. Yeah, that's I'm guessing that's what because it's like if they did that on purpose, then I hate him more. The uh, now what's interesting is earlier he tried to kill him by by. Saying, t- telling the computer to take it to full sunlight in that room. So first of all, that should have destroyed that guy. Yep. Secondly, at least you know the. Uh, the and what it's, is this? It's, What's going on? Uh. It's demonstrated before that Icarus would at least go. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, so yeah. it wouldn't do it instantaneously like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't even know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> Unknown. I think it'd be interesting if a computer and it, like Brian was saying, I think all computers should come with this. Are you sure this is not a folly of misplaced human attention? <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> we're like, just like it goes. Wow. I think you're being stupid, but I don't want to say that because you're the human, and I guess Tron, you're the user. Are you sure you're not being stupid right now? I if they did that that tilt shift thing on purpose, I guess it would be because they're like you say, it's a pseudo supernatural. Like you he's, mean the lens smearing. Yeah, he's yeah. he's, he's one is. with the sun, so you can't really look at him directly. Yeah. Blah yeah, blah blah. Some that shit. Yeah, I, I think they did that on purpose. You sh- every time you try to like steer the movie in the right direction with your like red retcon, it's always really clever. Stop <laughs> yeah. that! Don't retcon things because you're, you're you're too no, clever I, when you do it. I think that's valid. That, I think that's that what happens they were to me. To do. That happens to me I, a lot when I'm again, just... I'm I'm thinking that's how they sort of justified the fact that they were like, "Wow, this uh-huh. rubber suit's not working." So what if what if he always has a weird yeah. kind of glowy aura thing? When I'm describing you know, it's really like a, really a cheap bad effect yeah. when you look at it. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. So. When I'm describing like a bad movie to someone, like I just watch something and I'm like, "You can't even fucking believe like this happened." This is like, and then Uh-oh. I have to like at the end I have to stop and be like, "But it's not nearly as cool." as I just made it sound <laughs> like, it doesn't make that much sense and it's not that cool I would almost pay you to explain 2012 to a pet like a pedestrian oh man <laughs> we're I, here live on the corner of Coenga Magnolia with Dorkman Scott and this guy what's your name Rob alright Dorkman explain to Rob what 2012 is all about oh man we'll that sounds have, awesome see I, that's the sad part it's yeah, not yeah. I think we have the, I think we have the makings of a hit web series right here right now <laughs> Dorkman describes Dorkman, bad films Dorkman, Dorkman explains it all yeah <laughs> <laughs> and the title of the show is but it's actually not that cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly that's great Whoa. that's a good title we got a, that was a good pitch there Michelle Yao with the vibro knife in the back that's and, and here comes that fucking bad effect <laughs> that this is literally like hey I just bought After Effects and I'm just going through the plug-in list and there's this yeah. Dude, thing no, it does Trey for real <laughs> I'm not I, kidding I forgot about that yeah Although the actual idea of a vibroblade before blade, rewatching it, I, I got the first notion of the concept. No, not in the last five minutes. No. Since we, <laughs> I got the concept of a vibroblade from some Star Wars EU novel. It's a Star Wars thing. Like in yeah. all the novels, there's vibroblades, and but it hadn't occurred to me until I read that. It's been another no- other sci-fi. I'm sure it's then. an old trope, but yeah. it's a really cool concept. A super sharp knife that vibrates is horrifying. It's yeah. called a saw. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah, a My family saw. had one. We'd pull out every Thanksgiving. Yeah, exactly. it's scary. It's a scary <laughs> thing. It is. But the thing. The thing is, the vibro blades in this are like medical knives, right? Yeah, they're, they're, and if there's one yeah, they're thing scalpels. you don't want shaking, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. a blade, a <laughs> micron thick, yeah. that you're cutting into somebody's yeah. skin. I don't with. see the, I don't see the value in that. I'm, I'm mm. unclear as to why yeah, the yeah. scalpels vibrate. What about now scalpels? That we're wasn't about doing it. the job well enough already. <laughs> yeah. 
They didn't I, vibrate, Trey. What's wrong oh, with of you? Of course, yeah, duh. There you They're go. like the Obama of, fl- of it's blades. A, it's a, it's a, I guess it's a balancing thing because once you get the space madness and your hands are shaking, like it's <laughs> oh, a gyroscopic and it steadies yeah, the, yeah, the scalpel. Like, but it's not nearly <laughs> as cool as your, it's not as cool as your. All right, you are sound. pretty good at this, Mike. <laughs> that's still bullshit. But I'll, <laughs> yeah, but I was like, you know, for a second there, it almost made sense. <laughs> You're really good at fridge retconning. <laughs> yeah, damn. <laughs> so, My, so that studio executive you were talking to, you totally were taking her to the mansion. You just told her. <laughs> yeah. You convinced her that you, you weren't. When yeah. she said you're going to the mansion, was she right or was she wrong? Uh, a little bit of both. I was like, I can see how it it comes off that way. Yeah, so I'm going to alter what I'm saying. Well, I guess yeah. the yeah. ultimate question yeah. is, did good you convince note, her? thanks. Huh? Yeah, but, it, you know, I <laughs> still didn't. I didn't sell the thing, obviously, yeah. so yeah. it didn't work that well. Right, right, right. So you're not going to that mansion. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. All right, so there's a the rubber dude, uh, and he's running around. Uh, uh, well, I mean, let's. We've got. I've got another like 30 minutes of this kind of sad I departure know, bit. I, I want to yeah. ask Trey, how do you feel about the uh, rubber guy? Well, they're not letting us see him, which I think tells us the answer that we're looking for. It's tells us like, everything we need to yeah, know. Yeah, he's just you know, it, and. And I was like, as I recall, and it's been a while since I saw this movie, and I, you know, and I think I literally did watch the first two thirds again, but then I stopped it because I was just <laughs> like, the first two thirds was awesome, but I don't need to see that ending again. Um, so I was not watching this part. But um, it's like they literally, I thought, I remember the first time through, I thought, and I don't think they ever do, you know, at least they're going to stop this cheese ball optical effect at least at the very end or something and we'll finally yeah, see this guy and yeah. they never do i mean it's like he's he stays even when he's just sort of sitting there and they're having a conversation brrr, he's got you know vibro <laughs> sauce wait all a second over. okay uh, 2001 again is this is basically 2001 except it's not the computer that went crazy right yeah yeah because yeah. he and they're doing the same thing he's like you got to go outside and come in through the back door to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to do something here you know i also the 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 this coolant business is like okay well this is kind of goofball science because it's like, first of all an open tank of coolant yeah it's like well that, you know to it's me that's draining cool yeah that's right up there with the let's let's keep the giant robot that must remain frozen in a giant open room and just kind of pour ice on them all the time <laughs> which is anyone who's you know tried to have a party that goes late into the evening knows that uh, that's a wasteful of ice so <laughs> so this uh, this idea of this oh no the, the stuff that's sitting just above the coolant tank um Sound design is great, though. Sound, yeah. Again, it's like they, what, what the, the technical people like, haven't given up. The technical people aren't <laughs> giving us the clue that the movie is sucking now. Yeah, if because they're the, still if, acting if as the audio this is sounded good. like a fart. The, the yeah. sound design is like this weird Doppler static. Well, it's, it's basically it's really cool. It's it's overblowing the 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 sound. Yeah, yeah. It's like peaking, overmodulating. Yeah. I guess he's trying to give you a quiet push in. Okay. Oh, hey! Oh, almost. Oh, For a second kinda. there, it was almost not stupid. We almost kind of. Do we know if Danny Boyle was a music video guy? Because he shoots music video style. It's very pretty Seems and it's like very sure graphic. Or is, or either he's an art school guy. Yeah, he's either a photographer or a music video DP. But one of the two, he's just he's got a great eye for this shit. Yeah. But he's sort of like Michelle Gondry in that he has a great eye, but ask him to tell you a story and it goes kind of weird. <laughs> That's why we let him shoot the commercial. Yeah, we ask somebody else to tell him a story, and then he shoots that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way to go. I'll tell him the story, because then it'll you be You tell cool. him the story, because it'll, it'll probably be pretty cool that way. But then, but then he'll shoot it, and we'll find out it wasn't that cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just, damn you, you made it sound good. Wait, why is he trying to grab the dead engineer guy? Because he's just trying to freak her out, I guess. Oh. Yeah, or something. He's hungry. 
<laughs> yeah. He, um, brains. Well, uh, wizard did it. I think, right? Am I after brains? Is that what I'm about? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. What is my... Danny, what is my <laughs> motivation? What, what, what am I doing here? I don't really know... Uh, I'm just gonna go with the stabby stuff. But I was more. in I was in makeup for eight hours getting this rubber suit put on. So I'm, I'm uh, that's gonna look awesome on film, right? Oh yeah, about that. Um, we're actually not gonna use any of the <laughs> shots of you, and we're, we're gonna replace your voice <laughs> with James Old Jones. Yeah, I got a friend who just bought After Effects 3.1, and uh, he's gonna smear you. Is she weightless right now? No. If she's weightless, I swear to God, I will hurt somebody. She's not. All she's right. just sitting there dead. All right. Because of the tear dripping down. Oh, no, just the way the camera was moving. It yeah, gave this floaty. Like, floaty quality so to it. Here's your, here's little plant. Oh, the sapling that is now dead because she's holding it. Yeah. Well, she but she's already dead. She got stabbed through the heart 30 yeah. minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fact I'm bugged by the fact that she's sitting upright. So presumably he put a a vibro rake up her spine. <laughs> this movie is two is like two acts of sunshine and one act of panic alien. It's literally well, no, it's, not, it's, it's literally not Jason X. No, it's, it's Jason uh, in yeah, space. Yeah, it's unfortunately it's not nearly as successful as either. I assume you're combining Panic Room and Alien, which still managed to work as movies. This is just like I was saying Alien even... with the adjective Panic, but that works too. Okay, but it's just like here's like what are you even doing? What is this movie even doing now? I mean, what the hell is any of this about? It's like they really. It's like Danny Boyle. Did Danny Boyle just like get sick and get rushed to the hospital, <laughs> and some other guy ran up and said, "I'll direct the rest of this movie." That's what happened to Time Machine. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> it actually is pretty much what happened to the time machine. Okay. I'd like to address the version of me in 1999 who looked in the future and saw this movie. The reason <laughs> we've gone off the rails, if you if you still don't get it, imagine what we watched for the first hour and a half, or hour, I guess, not that far into it, the hard sci-fi of that. Now imagine this scenario happening in your Apollo 13. It just absolutely makes yeah, no sense. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's such a it's yeah, such a pain in the ass because it's like the effects and the audio keep going. Like you see like a shot <laughs> of the ship and you're just like, shit, that looks cool. Oh, back into oh, yeah. stop. This this movie is actually, but what's interesting is this movie for me is having the opposite effect of Alien Three. Is like Alien Three in its first eighteen seconds punched me in the nuts so hard that I could not like anything afterwards even though it was awesome this movie was so awesome that I'm still going I still like you movie I still yeah, like you yeah. I know you're going to pull this you'll out you'll be back I'm I know I know I'm you're going to make this work I know you are you can't not make this work I know I know you're going to be smarter than me in the end in the end you're going to go all that stuff you thought was bullshit for 30 minutes see how we were actually way ahead yeah. of you the whole time we had a plan we had a plan and you didn't see it coming and that's how awesome we are Trey's looking at you lost yeah I'm still <laughs> hanging in there going I know they're going to pull this out of the fire. They can't not have done hey, that. I'm hanging on to Lost. They can't I'll, not, they can't not have done that genius first hour and 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 eat shits this hard in the last 30 minutes. They can't be doing that. Similarly, with the um, the scene where the guys are like trying to decide who gets the suit, this scene works from a dramatic level as a human, not in the context of the story, but just... Or scientifically. Exactly. <laughs> like, it, just on a visceral level. Like, who, like, in the first case, who gets to go? Well, clearly he gets to go. In this case, it's it's more of a even more stripped down than that. You are so deeply fucked. You, you your your leg is gonna freeze off. Yep. Well, then everyone's do, okay. Do they, then do, it'll do, lower. Do they ever do they ever say uh, how cold the coolant is? Do they ever give us like a number? I think so in a, in a shot early on. I don't know. Yeah, what it's it is. just but really it's a quick shot. Cold. God damn, cold water freaks me out, man. Yeah. We talk about in Titanic a lot too. Naturally. Yeah. And goddamn it, if it isn't still just visually beautiful and prop wise and effects wise. Like I said, it's just bumming you out now. I know. It's just yeah. like, well, now it's just now it's just all for nothing. 
It's it's like everyone's working just as hard. They just don't know that, you know, the chicken salad just turned to chicken shit. It's really <laughs> unfortunate. It's really they didn't give up on the movie. <laughs> they didn't the give up on the movie. The movie gave up on them. Exactly. <laughs> And it's just it's so like all sad. the guys that spent 20 years loving Star Wars got to work on The Phantom Menace, yeah. kicked yeah. ass, and George did not bring it home for Which him. is yeah. literally true that they, you know, as, as I said, you know, there are people who worked at ILM. It was their lifelong dream. They were Star Wars fans. And then they, oh, my God, I'm working on a sequel to Star Wars. And Man, we're they, like the anti-Kevin Smith. They, they we fa- come up they, with a reason to fucking they diss fa- it you know, they, at every turn. <laughs> yeah, they, they, you know, well, it, it, to, dis, to diss Star Phantom Wars? Menace, Phantom Menace, specifically. Yeah. Did Doug yeah. Chang leave after Attack of the Clones? I don't know. The guy that designed all the like art stuff, like the lead art designer for... I don't think so. I think he was there the whole time, but maybe. Huh, no. I just remember that he brought it for Phantom Menace, and then he felt very, very bad. Yeah. What have I done? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the story I was, I was getting ready to... The punchline of that story is, because it was literally was a, was a line that someone used, who shall remain forever nameless, but said, uh, you know, it's like, there was, it's like there was this girl that I loved, and I just... Now I'm holding her down while George Lucas rapes her. <laughs> and uh, that was their that was their assessment of having to work on Phantom Menace. If you found that amusing, go listen to our Phantom Menace commentary because that and many other things are in there. Yeah, it's it's like what I just said, except three hours long and drunk, <laughs> <laughs> and early down in front. Yes. Oh, oh. that's that's n- see. Oh, oh, oh! First two seconds, the movie was awesome again. <laughs> <laughs> two seconds, it was like, oh my god, they just had the balls to hurl Michelle Yao's corpse at us. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. We've been teasing at this. We might just blow up when we try to explain it. What's wrong with Danny Boyle? What's he doing wrong here? What's his problem with all these movies that take him to the mansion? Well, you know, actually, it's like... Does he just not, does he not trust himself to be interesting? It, it could be that, or it could just be... It could just be that he's, he's the kind of guy who, in terms of writing, he sits down, he gets going, he, he's great at coming up with a premise, and then he gets two-thirds of the way in and goes, Shit. Yeah. And then just kind of crank something oh. else out to to fill the space. Did I think he write what, this? Really? The, did he write no, this? he didn't. Did he but not? I'm sure he was I think integral he did. to the crafting of the story. I'm well, sure. but he was. But then he would say, I don't think he has the slum dog credit. or anything else. You know? Yeah. Uh, Michael is rich, ripping out the Hitchhiker's Guide right now. Yeah. Surely I, this I, information I, is available. I think what it might be is the failure. One adage of writing is you should write yourself into a corner because then you have to come up with an interesting yeah, way but, to get but out. Then you have right. to legitimately but get then out. You, I think the problem comes in. The fact is he doesn't legitimately get himself out of that. He wrote himself into corner. the half of the room where the corner was and decided, <laughs> yeah. well, I'm not going to go to that corner. I'm not going to wipe myself under the problem. Alex Garland. Maybe he's the problem. Maybe a, Danny Boyle is maybe, not. Is that his regular he's the, writer? He was, the, he was the 28 Days Later writer, too. So uh, maybe I'm giving oh, it. Oh. Maybe I'm dissing Danny Boyle hey. and I mean Alex Garland. Well, uh, well, ultimately, Danny Boyle is the responsible. We still have to give Danny Boyle. You know the the Tim Burton Award for not having the taste to recognize right, the, right. Not, a third no, the act difference. that isn't working. Well, Tim Burton at least self admitted himself. Yeah, Tim Burton yeah. actually admits that uh, he 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 doesn't know when the script is good or not. And Tim Burton has also never made a best. Now picture. we're back into we're in, into a major uh, orchestration of original melody. Yeah, which works. And really, now, the, now it's cool. Runs. The movie's been fine yeah. for the last five minutes. If we can kind of squint our eyes and go, and then something went terribly wrong, but now he's trying to complete the mission. The movie's <laughs> totally back on track. Yeah. Um, and it's going to go off the rails again in a sec. But right now, it's like it's like you know, I'm going okay. Maybe their plan was just like to make me to, so overwhelm me with the awesomeness of the finale that I'll just forget that the ten minutes of bullshit that got us to it. Because this is fantastic again. It's freaking fantastic again. I'm loving every second, and it's just about to punch me in the nuts again. <laughs> I mean, this yeah. idea, like you know, 
this just emotionally, this whole idea is like this. Here's this guy. As far as he knows, he's that the looks la- like a big daddy from Bioshock. <laughs> it kind of does, or it looks like a manatee to me. It's like, but you know, this guy's like this is all by himself. You know, dying the last time. You know, he's like just trying to launch this fucking bomb to save humanity. I mean, I'd be okay if that was the end of the movie. Me too. Just Absolutely. watching that, and yeah. just this I'm moment down. right here, just just trying to get up. Yeah. You know it's, what's you know what's so funny though? Great. I'm realizing something. This part of the movie works. It totally works. Yeah, and the completely. first two thirds work. So what it is is two thirds of a great sci-fi and one third of a great horror. Yeah, yeah. And the problem is it can't reconcile it that just transition. Doesn't know yeah. which it doesn't make one any to be. At all. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, I love the sci-fi f- version of Sunshine. If you just like, if you show this to your kid, we always use that analogy. I'm showing this movie to my kid. I stop it when they when they come back into the <laughs> shit and just say, and they didn't make and it. And they didn't make. It. You know what? I I might actually make a phantom edit version of this. <laughs> there you and go. Slice out the. You monster. know what? You know I what? Might. This is but that very back right to our 70 minute edit. problem. Where it's like, can a studio release? Well, but a phantom edit. Who cares? You want to just make a good yeah. movie, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. talking about release issues. <laughs> Let's lose half of Jake Lloyd and pretty much all of Jar Jar and fucking. Yeah. There's the movie. And you've got. You know, an entertaining 45 minutes instead of a lousy two hours. Oh, sorry. Music Man Teague is just going, I love the harmonic. I love the ninth. They're adding the ninth. It's perfect. It's fucking cool. Again, we're back into... But they're doing the record We're back into total awesome here. They they shifted into minor halfway through that. I didn't even notice it, which is cool. It's like he's, you know, he's... Yeah, fucking you should techno. do this. No. What up? We should totally do the Phantom edit. This this movie demands a Phantom edit. And you you know and and you'd only have to cut no sound in space. You'd only have to cut like like or his suit eight, for whatever reason. Eight minutes, you know, eight minutes mm-hmm. out of it. And yeah, it you, wouldn't even be that much. Yeah, you totally have it. That's even a great moment because of the perspective. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Is he gonna? Is the sun gonna, gonna get him? He's not gonna make it. He's gonna yeah. stay in the shadow. He's not gonna make it. He misjudged this jump. We're screwed. I remember from having watched this movie before that the giant square plane that they're running on but then eventually falling down. And I'm thinking right now without explanation, pre-context, oh, that's stupid. I look forward to seeing this movie make sense of the giant field of metal in space that they run down and eventually start sliding down. I think it's in like five minutes. It's pretty close. And the, wa- uh, watching this shit. Yeah, when they go right Oh, prize. that's cool. Yeah. Like, and there goes there goes the Icarus. It's like if, if you didn't realize it was a suicide mission before, you get it now. It's like all he's gonna do is ride this down, and it's over. Don't they have tools to kill that guy with? Couldn't they have killed him right after he got on the fucking ship? Well, they didn't bring guns with him. They didn't know he They've was there. They've got scalpels. They've got a med center. They got. Yeah, he figured that scalpels. out pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, they should have just killed the guy and just finished <laughs> the mission. Movie over. Yeah. Apparently, he was. They got spooked and raw the, the sun time. god and could not be he could not be killed touched or seen. Conventional means. I like I like the fa- I like the fact that it's like he's so shielded that you know here he is like literally plunging into the heart of the sun, but it's all like kind of quiet and calm. It's still a still inside. Yeah, but I'm like you know there seems to be a lot of air in here. It seems like they could have yeah had a lot of air to breathe. That's actually something I hadn't thought about, but it's very very valid point. Yeah, but uh, how long did it take them to breathe this much air? I love the idea of this set. Just a giant, giant empty warehouse, yeah. essentially. And it's actually largely digital. It's uh, there's a lot yeah. of yeah. Well, yeah. Well, strangely I guess it enough, to be, yeah. You know. Why is she here? 
I don't get that. I How did she I, end I up I here? I admit I wasn't following that closely. Yeah, I, think, did she, I actually missed I that I think too, she she fled somehow. into here. Or she, they thought she was she was dead, and she just she ran. She ran. She, she and then oh, of course he's here, and of somehow course. he snuck up on them on at, at the fifty yard line of the Astrodome. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's like oh movie, what are you doing? What are you doing, Danny? Does Danny drink? What the hell? <laughs> it's like one day he showed up drunk, and they were like, oh, it's gonna be a day when the movie doesn't make any freaking sense. <laughs> Uh, I guess you better get in the rubber suit because <laughs> yeah, I'm yes, drunk again. You get in the rubber suit, you start setting up the dolly track. Cause fucking a. Danny, <laughs> Danny, Danny boy. Are you, are you and I'll, get, I'll boot up After Effects. Yeah. Da- I, I da- just picture the dolly grip going, just, uh, uh, just pushing. Yeah, yeah just keep put, keep put your head down and keep pushing. So. And we're going to get more There's gravity. There's metal field right there. We're going to get more uh, gravity shenanigans going on here. I just had a thought. The... um. What happens if this movie isn't about the fact that there's this hidden refugee burnt man, but it's about they rescued? Yeah, we've been talking about that. They <laughs> rescued uh, one survivor from Icarus One, and he's okay. He seems fine, but he's the guy that starts poisoning them with this idea of God and all that shit, and and it and it makes the one guy with the nuke ability want to like. What if what if it's just one layer more? I believe that depth. idea was floated. Uh, something similar, not, something not exactly similar. Like yeah, that, that could work. Yeah. That guy, yeah. that guy yeah. isn't fucking just abject nuts boogeyman, but he comes back and he's just like, "Guys, you don't understand." And everyone's yeah. like, "He's fucking nuts." Well, but exactly. the one guy listens to him. It's a, it's the thing where it's like, "Oh, he's making crazy sense." <laughs> That's not <laughs> good. Yeah. Crazy sense can yeah. work. Crazy can't. Uh, even fucking the Joker in Dark Knight has crazy sense. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Osmandius has crazy sense. That's because he's not crazy. He's not. I'm not. I'm no, not. He's not. <laughs> no, here's the thing. It, <laughs> I just watched that again the other day. It's like I'm struck once again. But just I love his voice. Wonderful <laughs> performance. He's great. Anyway, in this movie. Yeah. Well, we had, I to mean, go ta- we had to go start talking about the Dark Knight just in self-defense. <laughs> yeah. Although, again, it's like if we just if we just cut around the, like the four minutes of Rubber Dude we just had. We're back. The movie's awesome now again. The movie's back into awesome. It's like when Danny Boyle shows up with his drunken, burned-up friend. Everyone goes, "Oh no, we're gonna have to shoot those <laughs> scenes today." It's like his buddy from the mill who had the terrible accident. I want to put him in my movie. <laughs> So this this I always thought was fantastic. Like you know, the, it's now just a tiny speck. The, the long lens zoom on the I, there's yeah. a dot somewhere and that's it's the still ship. just a speck. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A speck just barely falling toward the surface of the set, which kind of brings up the idea. It's like, and that's going to restart the sun. <laughs> they, they're going to throw a grain of sand into a volcano, and it's going to make a difference. But okay, fine. Piece of magic, magic <laughs> bean. Fine, fine. It's going to grow a beanstalk tray. Okay, fine. <laughs> it just does. Okay, a it just giant grows a particle beanstalk of <laughs> atoms. Yeah. So fair enough. And, and it's a cube. And now it's a cube. But so everything that isn't actually the bomb has burned away at this point, but yeah, there's the re- still like regular yeah. structure involved. Yeah, exactly. The rest, I, I guess the structure is itself the they've bomb. They've dropped the, the shield. Inside yeah, the cube. You just saw the inside of the corner yeah, of the cube. I guess. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I forgot that shot. Whenever this happens, whenever we're on down in front doing an episode about a movie that goes off the rails or goes to the mansion, I always <laughs> wonder what happens, like even this in Avatar. Um if if this is just a really long novel and you're giving a lot of depth to the ideas, I can actually see how this could work. If you read 700 pages of the first two acts and you're reading the last 300 pages of this part, I can kind of see how, okay, if you gave this enough time, and frankly, I like the idea more of giving the guy not boogeyman quality, but he comes back like the guy from fucking Bushwhacked where he's got reaver memories. <laughs> what, okay. what is happening here? He's just experiencing a very long death moment. I wonder if really? yeah. Danny oh, yeah. Boyle might have made this moment. Yeah, this is in his brain. This is the yeah, idea I'm that Danny say. Boyle had and wanted to make a movie around it where he's standing in front of a wall of fire. 
I, it's no, a really great visual. I'm okay with this scene. Yeah, this when, is, he, when you go next to the fire, it's fucking cool. This again. is where he's just sort of experiencing, you know, the the actual heart. Of, he's touching the sun. You know, he's having yeah. the heart of the t- experience. It's the, the it's the moment where time stops in your mind, yeah. right? And before. earlier he does say, you know, at this point, space time causality all breaks down, and we don't know what happens. So, I'll kind of give it to you. Right, one half of a thousandth of a millisecond later, he fries. <laughs> yeah, he's he becomes plasma. But that's okay. I'm all right with it. And exploded. And exploded. Now, I love this shot, but we needed to see this at the beginning yeah. of the movie. Yeah. This the, the icy earth. Why is Stonehenge there? <laughs> that's the top of the World Trade Center. It's an <laughs> alternate future. And why, do their, why, the why do their eye chats have that background? I, <laughs> yeah. That's something that I'm making a joke it's about now, but I really don't understand why their backgrounds are Yeah, I that noticed way. that before, and I was like, what yeah. is that? Why that do they that do would that? be annoying. Can't, isn't that an option you can turn off? Yeah, that really that really makes it difficult to, uh, you know... To watch your loved one. Or efficiently compress the signal. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if ESC or ILM had fucking done the background for your eye chat chat? You're just like, stop talking. I'm looking. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of a nutty idea. It's like, you know, you know when they're supposed to have gotten there. <laughs> you have to actually look at the sun to see if something happens. Really? Well, there might be a moment of like half okay, a okay, Bobby. before it goes back to being the sun. Bobby, look, 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 look. Look directly don't at the look. sun. Don't look. Don't look at the sun. Never look. again, ever, ever, ever yeah. look at the sun. Look at that. It's your uncle dying. Bobby, that's your dad dying. <laughs> uncle? <laughs> yeah. Uncle. Yeah, uncle. Electronic rock. <laughs> it just cuts right to it. Says the, says the subtitles, electronic rock. Which I'm sure means a lot to deaf people. The uh, the fan of uh, the Nine Inch Nails album Year Zero you, damn you, in sunshine. me loves this sound, <laughs> although I can understand how it's deeply annoying, and I turned it down for the guys on the headphones. Sunshine. So there it was. We just watched it. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Dorkman's uh, like, slowly uh. did. Sunshine, you know, we, we, we talked about it a lot, and I can understand. I always go back to, and I don't understand if this is a, a problem with me or if it's something that should be there or not. But I, I, I think the novel, the really, really long book of Sunshine, would have been like a lot of fascinating. And then at the end, it's like, once you get to the, you know, you like two thirds into a good novel, and you're like, I get it. This is great, but I'm kind of bored. That would have kept me through the entire book and got me to the end. And they, the sun, they fixed the sun, all that shit. I could see how that would work if you gave pages and pages to every single line of dialogue. But in a movie, it just, it just goes by you so fast where it's like, I was really into the sci-fi. Why, why'd you go fucking off the rails like that? I, this movie is gorgeous, and the effects are amazing, and the sound design is wonderful, and I like the music. And the concept is wonderful. The concept is great. And then you just one fucking piece get, of mag- you, One piece of magic, done, fine, good, moving You on. get fucking burnt up Russian boy. You get you get fucking Burntsky, and um, <laughs> it's all over. I've been Burntsky. Burntenstein. That's, that's all I got. I mean, it's, it's sunshine. It is what it is. It's pretty. It's a wonderful movie to have streaming, uh, like looping on your Best Buy. Giant TV to get you to buy the TV. Oh yeah, oh, oh, yeah. yeah there you oh, go. Yeah. This there movie go. and the fountain have that in common. Although I think I like the fountain a lot more than this, even though the fountain takes some weird departures. Uh, sunshine, I love the movie. fountain. Sunshine the for fountain me, yeah, me too. Sunshine for me, um, it's effectively a screensaver with a plot. <laughs> Brian, okay, uh, it's a screensaver with two plots. Unfortunately. Yeah, that's yeah. the problem. Yeah, really. Uh, yeah, it, again, it's. I really, really <laughs> wanted to love this movie, and I love the two thir- the first two. In thirds. fact, it's even trying right now. It's, it's like it's like yeah. never exactly. mind. Remember the, the good parts. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Remember? Yeah. yeah, it's a screensaver that actually won't stop playing when you want to get back to work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like no, go back to the thing that was important. Yeah. No, no, look at the flashy things. I was I had a lot of hopes uh, for this to be Apollo thirteen about something that hasn't happened yet, and first two thirds of it were, and then the 
that last act is like we've already talked about. I don't want to get into Moon because we're going to do that eventually. But you didn't yeah. like Moon, and that seems like, like that, it seems like it fits that that description. Moon, and we'll mm. get into it. But Moon is not that. Moon has that aesthetic, and, and the difference is Sunshine has this aesthetic, and the first two thirds are that story. Sure, Moon has that aesthetic, but not that story at all. Yeah, and once Moon revealed what its story was, I was like, I'm out because this is not that story. Fair that enough. was my problem. Okay, Dorkman, Sunshine, Danny Boyle. Yeah, I I don't know what else I can say. I mean, it's it's very much. Well, we'll pretend we've... like no one heard the whole last two hours. <laughs> Summarize, <laughs> sum it up, sum it up. Uh, yeah, or luck. even the last two minutes with yeah. with Brian, because I'm I'm completely in agreement with Brian. It's just uh, this movie just didn't f- realize what it was. It seems to have like someone else came in after they they'd shot the first two thirds, and they were like, you know, it'd be awesome. And it's like, yeah, it would be awesome. And so they yeah. shot it, and it's like. Oh, we have to m- cut it together. You know what it could be? It's like they cut together two movies. It's like when you start making a movie, I don't know about you guys, but I I know personally that when I start making a movie, by the time I get to the editing phase and even like into shooting, I'm already kind of bored with that idea. You know, I've, it's like Hitchcock. Like by the time he actually got to shooting, he was like so bored because he's already planned everything out. And I wonder if in certain cases, in this particular case, that's it. It's like... Danny Boyle was really excited about the idea of making he the Apollo 13. so much time on the Bible and the concept art that he got to the point where shooting was just like, man, I'd pause. Let's seems do a unlikely right to here. me that that could be the case. Man, because... I'd love to make a monster movie. Well, I'm still making this one, so I can kind of make a <laughs> monster a movie monster for a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. That's speculation, but I get that kind of. I'm not sure. I, I don't know if I like I said, I think I think we've we've been putting a lot on Danny Boyle when it's it's it, it's hard the, to say. The, the, it's hard to the say. The through line in the the two movies, the the one that originated going to the mansion, and this one is Alex Garland, is the, the same writer. writer but so, but then of course you know Danny Boyle. He's it's his golly, job to know better. He he yeah. right. he, he, he watched it happen yeah. both times, and that's the case. And actually, I have to say that uh, you know uh, I'm not that bothered by going to the mansion in the actual going to the mansion in 28 days later. I thought you know okay, well this is kind of a departure, but it didn't ruin the movie. For for me this movie is like it's it's literally inexplicable to me which is why we keep sort of grasping for like someone <laughs> must be blamed and we must find out who that was because it's like i it it's so schizophrenic and i'm using that of course in the non-clinical way that people misuse that term and i'm not i'm not a doctor but the you know and i mean it has a split personality it's i'm like no doctor there are whole, whole sections of this movie that are like oh my god there's not a single person involved in this movie that wasn't just firing on every possible cylinder and nailing this thing and it's awesome and then it just turns to complete shit and not even like there's occasional flashes of art school shit, and you kind of go, okay, fine, you went to art school, we get it, flashing of... But sometimes it's like, seriously, you, you just got a guy in some burn makeup, and you just kind of put him on the camera, and you kind of shook the camera, and everyone runs away screaming, and he, he can be anywhere, and he can kill anyone he wants to, and he can't be killed himself. Seriously. This is the same movie as the one I was just watching. Right. How are these yeah. two and things then, in the same if we, movie? And then if compare we, and contrast that to the guy in the, in the bulky spacesuit just trying to get up. Yeah. yeah. And, and if we want to talk and about doing s- that so brilliantly. Right. Second, like, second piece of magic or whatever you want to call it. That's that's it right there. Yeah, exactly. It's like how did you know how did how did they not go, you know, it's interesting the way this movie we're making turns from genius to shit from like one hmm. frame to the next. Did anyone spot that? That that's what we just did? I mean, how how did they get to the entire process and not realize that that was what that was? Um, which was where I kind of always go, studio. That's what I always like to look at the studio. I said, that smells like studio to me. It's like, you know, Danny, you delivered this wonderful thinking man science fiction piece. Um, we want you to go reshoot and put a monster in it. 
Um, and I don't know if that's the case. I have no idea. But I'm giving Danny Boyle the benefit of the doubt by saying that's what happened. That's what happened to him. Dorkman? And please don't tell me it wasn't that. Ideally, <laughs> real quick. But if Danny Boyle had come to his writer and said, I want to do a movie that's one half hard sci-fi, one half it ends in this weird thing, is this the way you would have approached that version of the story where these people are trapped on this thing and they're doing some hard science and that happens i mean do you basically do you feed the audience an hour of that hard science and then spring that on them or do you have that be there all the time yeah you've it's it's the kind of thing where right now there's a really hard delineation and what you've got to do is you've got to You've got to make them one movie. You've got to make it so that if you're going to have both storylines in a film, they got to both be happening throughout the movie. Um, and like we talked about, you you see someone going crazy, and maybe you find ways to, like we said, uh, you you see someone clearly going crazy, but it's actually the guy who appears to be going sane that's actually going the most crazy or whatever to to throw the audience off. But it's the kind of thing where you've got to tell the audience from the beginning, it is this kind of movie, right? You know, and if you do that all the way through, both you can, I think, do both. Um, but it it's just just not what happened. It's here. like we talked about before with setup, uh, setups and payoffs. If you set something up, you should pay it off. And if you have a payoff, you need to set it up. Yeah. That that yeah, you, yeah don't, pl- you don't get points for a shock ending if it's a shock ending that just doesn't make yeah, sense. They, because right. where, where did that come from? They try. I and mean, I, oh, they I tried was, to set it up by by being like, oh, some people they look at the sun and they get kind of kooky in the brain, but it's like, well, that's not enough. <laughs> I yeah, think. that doesn't really quite excuse. Right. <laughs> and as, as much as you need setups and payoffs within a scene and within sequences and and uh, any subsection of a movie, you need it. Uh, when you you set up a particular movie, you ne- you then need to pay off that particular movie. And yeah. if you're paying off a different movie, if you're paying off a monster movie, then you need to set up a monster yeah. movie in the beginning. Exactly. So there you go. Wonderful. This has been Down in Front. You can always tell me to downinfront.net. Go to downinfront.net. Subscribe to our forum. Integrate yourself into the conversation. Talk about Sunshine with us. You go to iTunes. Get a brand new episode every single week. Any website you've ever heard of, just slash Down in Front. You'll find us. Facebook, Twitter, good to have you. And uh, until next time, oh, by the way, in the forum, wonderful show notes by Matt Pedaveda. That's all. Okay. <laughs> My name is Tate Christie. <laughs> we just left Lib Brian this Finisher. movie. Nice yeah. Scott. Hey, Trace Dogs. And this movie is about the sun. This has been Down in Front. Thank you very much for listening. Good night. Good night. That's not a theme. <laughs> the sun is not a theme. <laughs> it's just a thing. Nouns are not themes, <laughs> just so everyone knows. <laughs> What's the theme of your movie? Trees. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, Jim Cameron. Here's half a billion dollars. <laughs> Trendsinyourhead.com.